welcome in. This is uh, the uh, Matt Mosley Show. Tom Barfield, Stephen Simcox. We're glad you're with us here on this, uh, what is this, Wednesday? Yeah, middle of the week. Hump day. We got a lot to get to today. We got uh, we, we just got all kinds of things that we're going to dive into. Baseball, we'll have that for you. Uh, World Series, uh, game one in the books. Game two coming up tonight at 7.08. And, Stephen, we talked about this this morning. We don't want anybody to be late, so set your clock. It's not 7.07, and it's certainly not going to be 7.09. It is 7.08 for that first pitch. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, set an alarm. Seven oh eight, baby. Seven oh eight. Put uh, put it down. Jot it down in, in your in your date book and and your planner, and uh, you'll have baseball tonight. Uh, the Dodgers and the and the Rays. So uh, there you go. All right. Uh, let's see. It is a three oh six. Also, we got of course uh, football to talk about. We had high school football last night, Stephen. We have high school football tonight. We've got high school football tomorrow night, and of course we got high school football on Friday night. Have you ever? ever seen in where you're playing Tuesday nights and Monday nights and Wednesday nights and no uh, I mean I know you have followed high school football for a long time I can think of times where games have just been pushed because of storms and, and that kind of deal I can't recall I'm sure there's been one or two I can't recall a district game that's ever been rescheduled for a reason um but I I've never heard of of teams playing on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night aside from Maybe some of the, the very small private schools in the playoffs and then in the state title game, uh, you know, since they do them all at AT&T Stadium or all in one location, they uh, they get it done during the week and it's either Tuesday or Wednesday or things like that. But no, just a, a regular season game on a Tuesday night or Wednesday night, Monday night coming next week. I, I've never heard of that. Yeah, I I'm trying to remember. I think there has been a, a a time or two where they've had to push games back because of uh, at, like inclement weather, or, you know, maybe even a hurricane that, that that hit the coast or something, and that delayed the the playoff game or something. But nothing like this. I mean, absolutely nothing like this where uh, you're playing every five days. I, I can I, I can't recall that ever. So, and again. Uh, it sounds like a broken record, but I mean, we are every day we, there. It, it appears that there's something new when it comes to, to this pandemic, but, uh, and hopefully everything will, uh, will, uh, will, will run smoothly for those districts that are on those every five day schedules and they'll get their games in and, and, uh, we'll go from there. So, uh, anyway, uh, we, we'll talk about that. We will also talk about, uh, college football, NFL football, Baylor and Texas, and did I see, is there something out there that's the uh, University of Texas is their band is not going to be at the Baylor and Texas football game. Did I see that? Uh, they're going to, uh, they're going to be there is my understanding. Oh, but okay. the, the van, the band took a poll on the eyes of Texas song and they apparently half the members of the band were not comfortable playing it. And that because of that, they don't have the right instrumentation like they essentially don't have enough people to there's play not enough it. trombones or whatever so yeah. i don't know how they're going to handle it based on what you know the president and del conte have said so far i imagine they would just pipe in a recording and that's how they'll handle it um but no the band is is not going to play so the saga continues on that front and the players well they haven't really spoken about it but tom herman says he understand they understand his which del conte said hey you don't have to go out there and sing it but yeah, we need you to stand on the field and and be present um, when that goes on. So we'll see 
what exactly they decide to do. Um, and it's, it's interesting. I know everyone has feelings about it. Obviously, the players have made it clear there's racial overtones to the song in their eyes, the history of the song, they're not comfortable with it. They gave the school an opportunity to change it. The school decided not to, which is their prerogative. And the alumni, most of the alumni, I sense, are not happy about that. But the band has decided uh, they're not going to play it. So that's just something to watch as we move uh, as we move towards Saturday in a Baylor-Texas game. That's really important. Later on in the show this evening, we're going to talk at 5 o'clock with David Haynes Jr., uh, who is the head coach at Marlin. I looked up last Friday, and I saw Marlin is 2-0 and in district play, and I thought that was really impressive given where that program's been lately. Um, and he's done a really nice job there. David's dad was a great coach at McGregor and went on to coach at Fairfield. So we'll chat with him about the Marlin Bulldogs and where they're at. Of course, 4 o'clock, we'll have our usual Campus Confidential segment where we talk all things college football and, and get you set for uh, what's going to be another weekend of, of Big 12 action. We have more games in the Big 12 this week, and, and that's going to be fun to see how that plays out. And at 4.30, if you missed it, we talk with Greg Tepper every single week on Unnecessary Roughness about high school football, some of the big matchups across the area. We try to keep it pretty local, and he is going to uh, he's going to – break that down for us and that'll be at 4 30 today uh he was on unnecessary roughness so we'll react that as part of the matt mosley show with with myself and tom barfield and we'll, we'll get into the world series dodgers up one nothing had a really good game on uh last night mookie Betts was incredible um clayton kershaw exercised some playoff demons and pitched really well so dodgers have that 1-0 advantage now and they play again tonight against the rays as Tom mentioned earlier. We'll take a break. We'll come back and get things underway on the Matt Mosley Show. I'm Stephen Simcox alongside Tom Barfield on ESPN Central Texas. There's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. We'll see decreasing clouds today, meaning a lot more sunshine this afternoon. It'll be another very mild day with highs topping out at 87 degrees. Mostly clear skies tonight. We fall to 66 and tomorrow partly to mostly sunny. Continued very warm with a high of 87. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 530 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families, fishing, and everyone who enjoys being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or visit MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. 
Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitchi Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitchi Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. Let's face it, some people just like driving around in the new. Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters to talk about those truck owners that know they have naked trucks but simply don't care. You'll hear them saying something like, I'm just driving around free and easy, nothing constricting me. Gross. But there is something that can entice almost any naked truck owner. Leather. I mean, they kind of go together, right? And Pickup Outfitters is an authorized dealer and professional installer of cat skin leather seats. So I'm asking you to do your part and help us in truck nudity. The next time you're near your naked truck owner friend, you can say something like, you know what would really be sexy on your truck? Leather. And they'll get that sly smile, and you know you've hit them in their weak spot. Pickup Outfitters installs factory matching leather kits or custom kits in just about any color combination for your truck or even car. It's the sexy thing to do. You can be part of the problem, or you can create a commotion with catskin leather seats at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. Connect, host, work, and play with the Baylor Club. Enjoy an upscale environment featuring chef-driven cuisine and space to watch all the action. Discover a private club inside McLean Stadium with all the amenities you've been missing, including complimentary breakfast Monday through Friday, a la carte dining for lunch and dinner, and events for all interests. Members are raving about the wide open spaces and comfortable atmosphere. Contact April or Stephanie at 254-710-8080 to make the Baylor Club your home away from home today. With more and more employees officing from their homes, how is your business pivoting during this unique time? Let the premier provider of technology in Texas, UBO Business Services, conduct a free business technology assessment for your organization. Our professional analysts will understand your organization's unique document workflow. You will get a 360-degree view of all your document-related expenses, as well as see your employees' challenges and areas in need of improvement. Call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600-UBEO.com. All right, 316, this is the Matt Mosley Show. Tom and Steven, we're glad you're with us. It's it's a Wednesday, and boy, we got a nice day. We got blue skies and sunshine and just a nice day in progress. 70, uh, 86 degrees, so not not exactly... A crisp fall afternoon in the heart of Texas, but it's still a nice day. So uh, anyway, uh, let's see. Let's talk a little bit about last night's baseball game. Did you get a chance to watch much of it? I did, yeah. I watched uh, the majority of that game. Tuned out a little bit when they got up 8-1, but uh, I was really impressed, obviously, with, with Kershaw and felt good for him. Highland Park kid, Dallas kid, getting in there and throwing well in a big game, which is somewhere he struggled. And, man, I know Mookie Betts didn't have the best, like, box score line. He didn't have one of his best games at the plate. But he's so fun to watch. When he walked, and I can't remember what inning that was, but when he got on base with a leadoff walk and stole second and scored on a Muncie, what should have been basically a Muncie ground out to third, first. He stole third, too, didn't he? Yeah, he stole third. Um, it, it was just fun to watch that Dodgers team. And they're known for mashing the ball. And they hit, you know, they hit some bombs yesterday, too. But 
their ability to get around the bases and play some small ball. It felt like they were, you know, an actual National League team last night getting around and, and manufacturing some runs. So I, I'm driving to work this morning about uh, 6.30, 6.45, whatever it was. I swear I heard this, that that was the first time since Babe Ruth that there was a double steal, that a, a player had a, had two steals. Can, can, is there any way to look that up? I, I wasn't paying that close of attention, obviously. It's 6.30 in the stinking morning. But <laughs> I, I heard something about Mookie Betts' two steals and Babe Ruth. I went, now hang on just a second. That's a lot of baseball games in between Babe Ruth and, and, and Mookie. But going back to to Kershaw, Kershaw is now, what, 3-1 and one with an ERA under 3 this postseason. And then last night was just – and the first inning was – you were like, uh-oh, this is, this is a little bumpy. But after that, man, he was spot on. Six innings, he gave up the one home run. Uh, so two hits overall total. Uh, he walked just one, and he punched out eight. He had eight strikeouts in that game. And uh, did you find it? Yeah, he became the, this is from the LA Times. Uh, he became the second player in World Series history with two stolen bases and a walk in the same inning. So the other was Babe Ruth. So <laughs> I guess it's not just yeah, it two stolen every day, bases. Doesn't it? It's two stolen bases and a walk. But wow, uh, yeah, ninety nine years ago was was the last time that happened. Is that not crazy? And that's Pretty wild. and that's what I love right there about baseball. I mean, stuff that doesn't happen, then all of a sudden it happens, and and then you can look back and some dude named Babe Ruth was the guy that did it so and stop and think about when you when you when you see pictures or you have a vision of babe ruth stealing bases that it swatting it out of the park is no. now he's i mean you watch that old black and white film like he, he scoots down the line but you don't look at him and think man that's a that's a base stealer and when you think of his game you certainly don't think of his base stealing first but he was a heck of an athlete I'm drawing a blank. The, uh, the the guy that played the husband on Roseanne. What's his name? Uh, John Goodman. John Goodman portrayed him in a in a movie called The Babe, and uh, <laughs> he was he wasn't exactly you know 135. And <laughs> so when I think about Babe Ruth, I don't ex- And you know, a lot of people don't think about him as a pitcher, but he was a, a great pitcher. B- yeah. Great pitcher, particularly when he was pitching for Boston. So uh, anyway, but. You look at Kershaw, again, back to Kershaw's numbers, Stephen, and the guy, he strikes out eight in six innings of work, but still just throws 78 pitches. So could he have gone out for the seventh? Probably so. I don't think there's any doubt he could. However, L.A. had a full bullpen ready to roll, so get him out of the game, uh, feel-good type situation, and if if it rolls around to a second start for Kershaw – after just throwing 78 pitches, you know that he's going to be ready to go. So, And then offensively, as you mentioned, uh, well, Mookie had two hits and, and, yeah, he, and, and, and a walk and scored a couple. But at the, he was a table setter like mm-hmm. he's supposed to be. And in the middle of the order, look at Muncie. Two for four, two runs scored, two runs driven in, and he also walked. And we've talked about his ability to, to draw a walk. And so he's on base in the middle of the order three times last night. That's how you produce eight runs. That is, and they did it sort of a different way, or they were able to do it in multiple ways, hitting home runs, getting guys around um, with base hits, stealing bases. This is a fun team to watch, and I don't know. People can chime in on the text line, 254-662-1660. Me and Tom yesterday talked about that we were rooting for the Dodgers, and I think typically in a situation like this, 
conventional wisdom would tell me people would be rooting for the Rays just because I think they're the underdog in the situation. They're certainly the small market team. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this is a fun L.A. team, and they've sort of gotten the bill, even though it's not quite accurate, of of lovable losers in a way because they haven't been able to get over the hump. Um, So I'm curious which way people are leaning in the series. But a, a great performance by them. And I guess the only good news for the Rays is there's no sport better than baseball at just, okay, we didn't play well. We can flush that, and we'll just play tomorrow. Um, but not a, not a great start for Tampa Bay. No, and you're right. There, there's always tomorrow until the, the very over, end. Yeah. yeah. You know, and the crazy thing this morning, we got to talking about it, and, and, and the thought crossed my mind. We had somebody uh, text in on the uh, CNC Collision Center text line. Did Do we think that the Dodgers have an advantage because they played their championship series in in, in the, at Globe Life? And, and that's a great point. They did, and, and the Rays played in San Diego at Petco and then had to make the trip across the country back to the middle of the country to, to begin the World Series. But stop and think about that for just a minute. Think about what we're talking about here. You have a National League team, National League team in the Los Angeles Dodgers, playing a World Series in an American League park, home of the Rangers, Mm-hmm. And the Tampa Bay Rays, an American League team, I don't think has ever been in that park. So uh, it's uh, it, it's that. I mean, just stop it. Put all those pieces together with uh, with uh, with the National League team having played in the American League park more than the American League opponent. Yeah, almost like they have a home field advantage. Yeah. Uh, It's an interesting point. I mean, my initial thoughts, no, not really, but I'm sure there's a lot of minutia there as far as how the outfielders are playing the ball, you know, the caroms off the wall. Right. Reading the ball off the bat, the infielders, how it's going to bounce when the ball is hit, the pitchers feeling comfortable, you know, in that environment. It, It probably is somewhat of an advantage. And, yes, the Rays have literally never been there because the stadium's brand new. They didn't play the AOS during the season. So it's a brand new situation for them. Maybe they do play better today, having a, a better idea of, of where they're at and who they're playing. And that's uh, it, it, an interesting point that the texture makes as far as, hey, could this be something that we see um, sort of the inside baseball, inside the game aspects of it as the Dodgers have that leg up in that scenario. Well, and, and here's the other thing to think about. Now, granted, you, you're, you're right when you, you know, Pitcher's mound to home plate, 60 feet, 6 inches. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. You know, 17-inch plate and, you know, the, the plate's the same width. First, you know, home to first is 90 feet. I, I get all that stuff. But how does the how does the uh, field turf play? Right. Every field turf. I, you, for example, in college baseball, you go to, to Austin, it's slow. You mm-hmm. go to Manhattan, Kansas, and you can slide to second. And I've seen this. You can slide into second base and slide right past the base and get tagged down. <laughs> it's fast. That infield is as fast as it gets, and it's field turf. So how does the field turf play? Uh, the, you know, the new ballpark has field turf with, with natural dirt, but the, the grass is field turf. And, and, and you're right, the, the, little, you know, the little bounces off the corner, the sidewalls, how does the ball play? So did the, Dodger, did the Dodgers have an advantage? Maybe. I mean, maybe it, they probably do right now. I think it evens itself out eventually, but certainly in game one and just being more comfortable too. I mean, that's a quick turnaround. They got what one day off and mm-hmm. then they were back at mm-hmm. it. The Rays had to travel. The Dodgers got to stay in the hotel and just stay where they were at and, and be with their families. Um, so there's probably some shell shot going on. And also the Dodgers have a lot of experience in the situation. I mean, they've got guys that have been in these moments 
and the Rays are a lot of their guys are experiencing this for the first time. So they got the Rays got the first one under their belt last night. So do they play a little more relaxed, a little better baseball tonight? I bet they do. Uh, now, does that result? You know, does it change the results? I don't know. Uh, but I, I bet they will be a little bit more relaxed and comfortable as they uh, take the diamond for a uh, game two of the 2020 World Series, and that is a 7:08. You did, you did set your. I set my alarm, Tom. Okay, I'll be ready. Okay, all right. Just making sure. I'm not gonna be a minute off. <laughs> Just making sure. I'll be ready to roll. <laughs> 3:25. This is ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time. You know, every time I think I've kind of got a handle on Garrett, I learned something new, Stretch. Here's a guy that <laughs> just wouldn't give you a plug nickel for chicken fried steak, but he tells me that deep fried summer sausage is at the top of his list. I didn't say it's at the top of my list. I said it's pretty dang good, though. <laughs> Golly, deep fried summer sausage. I mean, that's sausage. making me grab for a sleeve of Tums right just thinking about it. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. It's that time of year. It's football season. Bird Colgen Ford's a proud supporter of the best high school football teams in Texas right here in Central Texas. And Bird Colgen Ford is proud to sell the number one truck in Texas, the F-Series truck, led by our leading rusher, the F-150, 43 years in a row. Nominate your Ford Tough Player of the Week at FordPlayerTheWeek.com. Bird Colgen Ford, the right choice since 1936. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham. Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Baker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. 
Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinsch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Smalt Sandwich Shop. Clayton Kershaw retired 17 of the final 18 batters he faced, leading the Dodgers to an 8-3 victory in Game 1 of the 116th World Series. Dodgers trying to win their first championship in 32 years and are three wins away. Game 2 tonight, 7-08 first pitch. Dallas Cowboys defensive end Randy Gregory will be available to play Sunday against the Washington football team now that he has been removed from the commissioner's exempt list. Gregory, who had been on the list since being reinstated by the NFL in September, has not played a game since 2018. More high school football tonight. Frost at Chilton and Bremont at Wortham. Temple coaches show with head coach Scott Stewart tonight, live from Wings Pizza and Things in Temple, starting at 6.30 over on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back. It's a Wednesday edition. Tom and Steven, glad to have you with us as we uh, bounce through this Wednesday afternoon. Again, great day. Sunshine 86. Steven, the Cowboys are on the road. They're at, uh, they're at Washington to play the Washington football guys. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's good, that's good right. as any. Yeah, no, that's right. Good as any. I was struggling today at my sports center because, I obviously, they're not the skins anymore. Nope. And... I was going to say that, but then Washington football team just didn't really flow like the way I was phrasing it. Yeah. But if I just say they travel to Washington, I feel like most people get that, but Washington could also be like... Well, they could be in Spokane yeah, or... Seattle or something <laughs> like that. Or they could be up there to check out uh, the the Lincoln Memorial or, you know, mm-hmm. wh- why are yeah, they just, there? Just sightseeing. That's, that's kind of what they've been doing. The defense is just sightseeing. For yeah, and, and waving at people as they run by. Yeah. Uh, they could be, you know, just say the Cowboys are headed to FedEx Field for a little fun and, and activity. and Exercise, yeah. fresh air, yep. <laughs> I started to say get out and do a little jogging. No, they don't jog. They watch <laughs> They watch the opponent jog right by them. Uh, anyway, the Cowboys and the, uh, and the Washington football guys are coming up. And uh, I, I'm tired of talking about games that you got to go win, but isn't it a little ridiculous that uh, – that, this this team is in this position right now. It, it it is a train wreck. You have issues on every front. You have issues with injuries. You have issues with with personnel that really somebody made bad decisions on because they can't play the position that they're assigned to. You've got issues with the players and the coaches now, kind of. And I don't know if the coaches are or you know or talking you know or. Snip, snipping back, but mm-hmm. uh, the players are going to media outlets, and uh, they're they're basically saying, "Hey, this is a bad deal." So when you got them talking to the media, and I don't care if it's by Zoom, by telephone, or or, or, or Pony Express, 
if however they're talking, they're talking. So you know there's problems in that locker room. You know there's guys in the locker room talking about this coach or that coach. I mean, it, it's they've got a mess. They've got a problem. This is a must win to me, and it's I. It's not because I realize they could lose and still be very much mathematically in the hunt, obviously in this division. But I feel like you are full on teetering here on a meltdown. You talked about the anonymous quotes that we're going to get to in a second guys are texting media members and saying, Hey, we don't believe in this coaching staff. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to game plan. And then you also just have injury after injury. And yesterday we find out Brandon Knight, who is filling in for an injured Tyron Smith is suddenly out for the season or not out for the season. Excuse me. He's out for a couple of weeks. Cause he had to go undergo knee surgery on Tuesday. So that's another one bites the dust. I, I honestly, have we heard about Zach Martin. His status. Uh, I'll, I'll give a. I think McCarthy gave a quick update. So did I'll, he? I'll, I'll try to play that too. But I mean, I know he's in concussion protocol, and that's hard to clear, especially on what's a shorter week this week with a, essentially a five day week to prepare. So he could. That's another guy who could not be available, and um, it, it's not good, Tom. And I know everyone deals with it, and this and this team's not fighting well through adversity right now. Well, and, and the other thing, and, and I realize that when you're getting thumped around pretty good. It's human nature to lose your intensity. I mean, it is. I mean, you get it. I, I, I get it. But I got the feeling, and I don't know about you, and it may just be me, but I got the feeling that this team flat quit on McCarthy and that coaching staff in that fourth quarter uh, on Monday night. National television, let's mail it in. The defense definitely did. I mean, you have a 70-yard touchdown run and nobody even touches the guy. That's just... Never laid a paw on him. That's unacceptable. And you see guys jogging behind him. I, I think they they uh, packed it in early. And it's unfortunate because they played maybe their best quarter of the year in the first quarter. Did they ever? I mean, they held up well and they were doing okay. And then things Mixing started... Mixing things up and making it look mm-hmm. different. I mean, you know, and kind of... I think they kind of confused Arizona on a couple of uh, on a couple of looks. They, they, they Their pre-snap look and their post-snap look was certainly different. I mean, they, they did different things at the time of the snap. Steven, so McCarthy, he, he's, he's... Instead of talking about Washington or reviewing the... The football game on Monday night, or talking about an injury, or talking about Dak's progress that uh, he started his rehab, he's having to deal with questions about bickering between players and coaches, and is there is there a is there a disconnect between the players and the coaches? And man, when you're in the fifth or sixth week of a brand new regime, that's not good. No, it's not. And yes, he addressed that uh, today about the report from Jane Slater of the NFL Network that uh, the players basically don't believe in, in this coaching staff. Well, I mean, I mean, first off, I mean, I haven't been part of any of those type of discussions. I, I think, like a lot of things, uh, when you when you hit a, a part of your season or, or, or any challenge where there is negativity out there, you know, where and where it comes from and who it comes from. I mean, that's that's something that. You know, I've, I've never chased, but I, I think you do have to recognize it. Um, and I just really go back to my first meeting with the football team. Uh, I've always stated this uh, to every team that that I've that I've uh, coached. Uh, I think it's important to handle things as men. I mean, if you do have something to say publicly that that is of you know of most importance, I think it's important to say it to the individual. 
uh, particularly in, in, a, in, a, in a group dynamic setting, and especially in the game of football, especially for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, that's all part of the development of our program, of our, the system that we're installing here. So um, I think that's just you know, part of our flight right now. We don't, we, we don't like the way we played last night. Um, you know, we had some, some areas that we started strong in, but, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's definitely not what we're looking for. So what do you make of that? He, he basically said, hey, if you're going to cry, cry, if you're going to call somebody out, go call them out face to face before you call them out through the media. I mean, I think he's handling the fallout well. I question the fact that it happened, I think, brings into question some things that they're doing and just the culture there. But it's only been six games. And I think part of the problem, too, is Tom, you know, for so long, he didn't even, ha- he's basically had these guys for training camp. And then season started and it's gone downhill immediately. Mm-hmm. I mean, they started 0 1. They had a miraculous win against Atlanta and then it just went in the tank. So, I understand why the players would be like, man, did we did we hire the right guy? But, yeah, McCarthy's right. You've got to go talk to the coach about it. Like, if you don't understand what you're doing, if you don't understand what the coaching staff is trying to do, then go meet with them and say, hey, like, <laughs> let's get this figured out because we don't want to be 2-4 and four either. Yeah, if you, don't, if you don't understand the expectation, then go get clarity on the expectation from your position coach, your coordinator, your head coach. I mean, somebody – Somebody's got to have some clarification on on what you're looking for, and you know what? And this, and I know, and, and stretch what Glenn Stretch Smith, who's on the the game time with us, ten to noon. He, he's a coach. Make no mistake about it. He's a former college and, and professional coach, and so he he has a little different. He's got a little different view, in my opinion, of it. But uh, sometimes it, it's you know. Coaches have uh, coaches don't make the right decisions, and sometimes players don't make the right plays. And in this situation with the Cowboys, I think it's a combination of both. I think mm-hmm. you got you got players who aren't playing the way that they anticipated they would play, and then sometimes there's no question when guys keep doing the same thing, and you can see it. I mean, you know that fourth and one from. Uh, from Kyler Murray where he, he he did a little fake and then next thing you know he's out the back door bootlegging around the left end he's got what 10 yards 11 yards before someone even gets near him I mean isn't somebody supposed to stay home and, and protect the backside force everything back inside of course they are but didn't happen well in the defense especially I think you, you're playing a lot of guys in places where they're not comfortable and I understand like sticking to your scheme and trying to build this but at a certain point. I feel like as a coach, you have to say, okay, they, we're not, we're not set up to be a three, four defense. We just want the personnel to do it. Maybe in a year we will, or in two years we will. You transition to it, but we, we gotta, we gotta, you know, shake some things up, maybe use some different looks um, or go back to more of a traditional front. Cause these guys just can't seem to do anything right when, when they're playing where they are. You asked about Zach Martin earlier. Mm-hmm. This is the real quick clip but here's McCarthy on uh, on Zach Martin as of Tuesday night I think it would definitely be late in the week um, because you know, I think stating the obvious playing on Monday night so uh, I, did, I mean this is something that won't be resolved here in the next couple of days for sure so um, it'll, it'll definitely be end of the week so he's in concussion protocol and I imagine that he probably won't practice this week Tom and it'll just be maybe a game time decision or he might get ruled out on a Thursday or Friday, depending on how it's going. 
they are giving up 36.3 points per football game. I know. They gave up that you know 70-yard run just to get above their average. It was nice <laughs> of them to do that. So you can't go any further down. You're dead last in scoring defense. Uh, but then you start even – after, even after that not playing very well – when they didn't play very well at all offensively, they're still number one in total offense. In in the NFL, it, it, it's it's crazy uh, when you start looking at some of these numbers. But the, they're and, and again, if you're not very good, you can't turn the ball over. What are they? Minus twelve, minus mm-hmm. twelve through six games. Well, and they did it again. I mean, it's scoreless, and you fumble at midfield, and then you're down seven nothing. You fumble in your own territory about the thirty yard line, and suddenly it's fourteen nothing game. Your defense is bad. You're not helping them out. It, it's been a it's been a team effort as far as not getting this thing done and and being um, just being a bad football team. Mike was also asked, so they're not playing well early in games, as we've talked about at length. Uh, does he feel like his team's playing with a sense of urgency early in these football games? Well, I mean, every game's been different, um, and, and 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 I tell you, it's it's you know, I, I look the LA game was 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 a very unique experience out there I, I think um, you know just the empty stadium and, and so forth so I'm, I'm just trying to give you a, a you know a detailed answer here but it, I mean I could tell you last night I thought we started the game with, with with urgency you know I thought our defense came out and got the stops there I, frankly the first I think it was the first 30 plays on defense you know we're playing the way we needed to play and and, and frankly the, the field position Changed with with the turnovers and you know and, and we, you know and we didn't we didn't handle the, the adversity of it. Um, you know, we had 24 points come off of those turnovers and, and frankly five of the six games that's that's been the story. So until we change that, we can shake us up as many different ways as you want it. But we're leading you know we're leading the league in, in, in turnovers and we're not taking it away. So um, we're minus 12 and and that's 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 the biggest hole. And we got a chance to start with a clean slate. Uh, we got two division games right in front of us, and we got we got a quick week here, and we need to go up there and, and take care of the football, maximize our opportunities, and and we got to take the ball away. Hmm. Got to take care of the football and take the ball away. Yeah, it's good input. It is good input. I mean, you mentioned it, and he copied you there. Minus twelve in the turnover department, and they were. I'll agree with him. I think they were playing with urgency on defense offensively they might have been trying to play with urgency but they couldn't block i mean they couldn't even get the offense off the ground because as soon as andy dalton got the snap he was he was under duress for and some reason espn is continuing to show highlights <laughs> or lowlights if you will of this cowboy cardinal game and i just saw uh the safety come scot-free for the 14th time and mm-hmm. blow up andy dalton it still hurts watching that play yeah buddha baker you might want to block him and <laughs> he he got there in a hurry because he was untouched as you said so is that is that an urgency issue? Is that personnel? It doesn't really matter what the answer is. They got to figure it out because Washington's got a good. They're not a good team, but they got a good front front four. I mean, they got a good pass rush. They got Chase Young in there um, and some other guys who can get to the quarterback. So you better find a way to block this week, and it's going to be tough with, with all the injuries they have. So it's a it's an eleven o'clock broadcast with a twelve noon kick. Do they win, Stephen? No, I don't think so. I don't either. I don't either. I, I think this is officially in the tank. Uh, you know, I hope they do. Man, you talking about 10 long weeks 
uh, if, if that's the case. But uh, I, I don't. I didn't see anything. I mean, nothing Monday night that gives me any kind of hope that they can go on the road and beat anybody, including teams that are in the NFC East that are horrendous, such as Philadelphia and Dallas. Uh, and uh, well, yeah, Dallas, all four of them, uh, mm-hmm. New York and in Washington. So give me some hope. Give me a glimmer of hope. Special teams, maybe special teams. Nope. The punter averaged 28 yards a punt, and the field goal kicker clanks one from 58. So, no, there's there's not not a whole lot of hope there either. So, I, I'm, I, I, where's the hope? The defense, did they get better? Well, they played okay for a quarter, but someone forgot to tell them that it's a four-quarter football game, uh, that you got to play well for all four quarters, no matter what kind of problems the offense puts you in. Uh, and, and that's what any defensive coordinator would tell you that I, if if we turn it over on the one, we got to stop them. That's got to be the yeah, that's, that's got to be the mentality. That's their job. You got to force field goals instead of touchdowns, and um, you got to try to get stops. I mean, nobody's going to feel sorry for you. It's the NFL. I, the offense is not putting you in a good position, but you still got to do your job. Yep. So uh, I, I don't see a whole lot of hope going into Washington, but they will play at noon on on Sunday uh, at, at FedEx Field, and we'll have it for you beginning with the pregame at 11. It's 346 now, 14 in front of 4 o'clock. Tom and Steven here on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. Coming up, we're going to get into some uh, some high school football that was played last night. Some played uh, some games uh, on the slate for tonight. That's coming up next here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Unnecessary Roughness. I said that I was uh, falling asleep early, and, and last Saturday night I fell asleep watching Coming to America. And JT says, as Ward is out running amok, burning up Waco, looking for the strange. <laughs> You're only as old as you feel. <laughs> I'm going to sleep early and Ward's out in the BM riding around looking, just looking for something. The radar. Wait, is this like a submarine scare? (laughs) The goal is. Unnecessary roughness. Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on ESPN Central Texas. You already love our famous chicken tenders, but have you tried our fabulous Bush Baby sauce? Get ready. Our new Bush Baby chicken sandwich is here. Oh, and did we mention it's on a King's Hawaiian bun? Yes, you heard it right. A King's Hawaiian bun. Crispy tenders placed on a warm and delicious King's Hawaiian bun. Drizzled with our sensational Bush Baby sauce. Topped with three pickles and bam! Introducing the new Bush Baby Chicken Sandwich. Pick up your Bush Baby Chicken Sandwich at a Bush's Chicken nearest you today. Do you need a car? Do you have $149? The Honda Transports have just arrived at Greg May. You'll find a large selection of your favorite Hondas, Pilots, Accords, CRVs, and Civics for as low as $149 per month. That's right, Civics, $149 per month. And HRVs, just $149 per month. You can still get above market value for your trade. And 0.9% APR for up to 60 months on select models can save you thousands of dollars more. But you've got to hurry to Greg May Honda because offers like these won't last long. Stop by today or check out gregmayhonda.com for complete details. Good luck to the Midway Panthers as they continue their tradition of excellence this season. At Wilkerson Hatch Bailey, we also carry traditions. I'm Brooklyn Bailey. 95 years, our family has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services and celebrations custom to your loved ones. From intimate memorials to large celebrations, we believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to your family. Learn more at whbfamily.com. 
Let's face it, some people just like driving around in the new. Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters to talk about those truck owners that know they have naked trucks, but simply don't care. You'll hear them saying something like, I'm just driving around free and easy, nothing constricting me. Gross, but there is something that can entice almost any naked truck owner, leather. I mean, they kind of go together, right? And Pickup Outfitters is an authorized dealer and professional installer of cat skin leather seats. So I'm asking you to do your part and help us in truck nudity. The next time you're near your naked truck owner friend, you can say something like, you know what would really be sexy on your truck? Leather. And they'll get that sly smile, and you know you've hit them in their weak spot. Pickup Outfitters installs factory matching leather kits or custom kits in just about any color combination for your truck or even car. It's the sexy thing to do. You can be part of the problem, or you can create a commotion with cat skin leather seats at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Smalt Sandwich Shop. Clayton Kershaw retired 17 of the final 18 batters he faced, leading the Dodgers to an 8-3 victory in Game 1 of the 116th World Series. Dodgers trying to win their first championship in 32 years and are three wins away. Game 2 tonight, 7-0-8 first pitch. Dallas Cowboys defensive end Randy Gregory will be available to play Sunday against the Washington football team now that he has been removed from the commissioner's exempt list. Gregory, who had been on the list since being reinstated by the NFL in September, has not played a game since 2018. More high school football tonight. Frost at Chilton and Bremont at Wortham. Temple coaches show with head coach Scott Stewart tonight. Live from Wings Pizza and Things in Temple starting at 6.30 over on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Three fifty one at ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Sixteen sixty AM, ninety two point three FM, and down in Temple, one hundred point nine. Hey, speaking of Temple, uh, tonight, tonight, I believe it's at 6.30 tonight uh, over on our sister station. That's correct, yep. A little early, uh, about an hour early uh, because of some uh, things that are going on. But uh, it's the uh, Temple Coaches Show with Ward Whites, uh, and that will be over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas, beginning at 6.30 this evening, 13.30 a.m. and 93.9 FM. Coach Stewart and uh, Ward White's talking Temple Wildcats football, and that'll be uh, tonight at 6.30. Don't forget, speaking of high school football, the uh, high school pick'em brought to you by Whataburger. Uh, all you got to do to, to uh, cast your ballot is to go to SyntexSportsFan.com to vote. That's SyntexSportsFan.com. We don't require you to vote in person. We don't require you to have your voter registration card. We just require you to go to SyntexSportsFan.com. We've got the games uh, there for you, and you can pick the winner, and you could win a very nice prize package, which includes uh, a nice gift card from Whataburger and some other goodies from uh, Whataburger in the Whataburger gift bag. And it's all... Uh, it's all uh, right there for you at SyntexSportsFan.com. Cast that ballot, and uh, voting will end, I guess, tomorrow, uh, late afternoon tomorrow, because yeah, one of the got, games is, is ours. Midway Mansfield tomorrow night. So, uh, yeah, by the end of the show, at 6 o'clock um, Thursday, tomorrow, have that vote in so you can be eligible for uh, to be a winner. 
All right, uh, it's uh, 3.52, 8 in front of 4 o'clock. Let's get into some high school football. And uh, last night uh, on that five-game rotation, Stephen, uh, Fairfield uh, took on Malikoff. Malikoff, obviously one of the premier teams in the state. Uh, Jamie Driscoll's done a tremendous job with uh, with the Tigers over at Malikoff, and they win over Fairfield 55 to nothing in that football game. And uh, yeah, they're rolling. That yeah, they are. Yeah. I mean, they they just feel like they're not going to get challenged right the, now. The only the only issue they have is Grandview. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> it always seems you know they played Grandview earlier this year in, in a uh, non district game and uh, didn't work out for them. But no, I, that's they're talented and, and and they're and they're very very good. And I, I will assure you, they are very well coached with with Coach Driscoll and what uh, he and his group are doing. Now, there's a couple of games, Stephen, uh, on the slate for tonight as we mentioned tomorrow night that midway will be in action but there's also uh some games going on tonight as well in yep. uh, in in high school football district uh 10 to a division two frost and chilton face off and then bremont and word i'm gonna see bremont back out there i think it's the first time they've played since they had to uh to shut down but um, as we've talked about before that district is going to play games every five days from here on out to make sure they they get their games in and, and that starts with the uh, a doubleheader this evening. I saw, uh, of course, uh, Bremont is coached by Jeff Kosowski, and I saw where uh, Seth Kosowski, I believe, is one of the uh, one of the leading rushers in Central Texas, and uh, he's putting up some nice numbers. So that'll be that'll be a lot of fun, Bremont and Wortham. And man, if you're a high school football fan and you've got absolutely nothing to do and you just want to get out and move around, how about how about you could have gone to a game last night? You can go to a game tonight. You can go to a game tomorrow night. And then, obviously, you can go to a game on Friday night. And there may be a Saturday game. I haven't looked that closely to see if there's any uh, any Saturday games, but I wouldn't be a bit surprised. So Yeah, I, I don't know if there's one this week. I will say, and a texter actually alerted me to this, so thank you uh, for that. But one of the fun matchups that's going to happen because of the schedule that 10-2-A is doing is we're going to get Martin Bremond on Halloween night, a Saturday night at 6 o'clock. They're going to face off. So that's... Uh, you know, a couple of weeks from now, but um, that's going to be well, actually only 10 days at this point, but that's going to be a fun matchup on Halloween. Those two schools going at it and uh, should be a good test for Mart. We'll, we'll see if, if they get tested in that district. All right. So there you go. And again, uh, tomorrow night, uh, 630 pregame, seven o'clock kick. It'll be the Panthers and uh, and Mansfield. So we'll have that one for you right here on ESPN Central Texas. It is the district opener for the Midway Panthers, and again, big game. It is. I mean, it really, really is. You can stop and and, and you can say, well, they all. And I know they do. They all start zero to zero. Everybody's, you know, everybody's zero and zero in district. But let you, you've got to, you've got to look at at reality. And reality is that Duncanville's in the top three or top four for a reason, and they are ranked among the nation's elite football teams. Uh, so you have that, uh, and and of course Desoto is a, is a quality opponent. So is Cedar. Everybody in the league is, but you have some elite teams in this particular district. So you better go take care of business on those games that you can. And it begins with uh, with the one and three Mansfield Tigers tomorrow night on the road. So uh, and again, Stephen, there's no question that Midway played much much better. Uh, between week one and week two and let's hope that uh, the off week where they continue to uh, improve let's hope that they can go out tomorrow night and get off to a good start then if you get that win then you get the extra day of, of rest and preparation as you get ready for your second district ball game which is also in that zone competition remember you play three zone games and then a zone playoff game 
and that will actually determine who makes the playoffs, then you'll play the final three games will be against the teams from the opposite zone mm-hmm. that you didn't play in the playoff because there's four four teams in, in each zone. However, here's the here's the caveat. If nobody closes down, if none of the, the schools in the in a, in in the district eleven six A shut down for COVID, then you throw out the zone stuff and you just revert back to the the regular uh, the regular district schedule. Yeah, I'm still not smart enough to understand that, Tom, but uh, <laughs> I, I trust that you do, and I'm just gonna hope that nobody gets shut down because of COVID well, for, that, for multiple reasons. But yeah. one being that they can just play a regular schedule. Yeah, just play, just get going and play. Three fifty-seven. That's a look at some of the high school football. We got more high school football conversation coming up in a couple of minutes right here on ESPN Central Texas. We're ready for some football, baby. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2020. It's a 34-yard kick to win the game. Only heard here. Here. And Hall, the kick's up. It snakes inside the right upright. All season. But it's kind of like when you drive in two lanes, you pay taxes on the whole road. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Washington football team. Live from FedEx Field on ESPN Central Texas. Citizen State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports and is glad to be a part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, Teague, West, and Whitney. If you're one of their valued customers, they say thank you for your business. If you're looking for a bank where you're more than a number, check them out at citizenstatebanktx.com. Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success. Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, jagger, wampus cat, lion, trojan, or wildcat, know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Incomers Bank wishes the Mark Panthers, head coach Kevin Hoffman, and all the Panther fans a successful football season. If you're tired of feeling blocked by your bank, you need Incomers Bank on your team. You'll be met by a handshake and a banker who will help you score that new car or boat or the dream house you've been wanting. Turn what you want or need into a reality. That's what they do best. Good credit, no credit, or something in between. InCommons Bank can help you get what you want. 714 East Texas Avenue in Mark. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. 
My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. The Army National Guard has taught me the value of showing respect to those I come in contact with each day. My service also allows me to be there for my community in ways others can't. I help my hometown recover after nature strikes. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country and those I care about safe from threats. I also work with a network of professionals that help me succeed and accomplish the mission. Plus, the Army National Guard education benefits make getting a higher education a reality. Being an Army National Guard soldier makes living and serving in my community more rewarding every day. Learn how you too can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. Connect, host, work, and play with the Baylor Club. Enjoy an upscale environment featuring chef-driven cuisine and space to watch all the action. Discover a private club inside McLean Stadium with all the amenities you've been missing, including complimentary breakfast Monday through Friday, a la carte dining for lunch and dinner, and events for all interests. Members are raving about the wide open spaces and comfortable atmosphere. Contact April or Stephanie at 25 410-8080 to make the Baylor Club your home away from home today. KRZI Waco. K222DC Waco. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Matt with the day off. Tom and Steven in for uh, Matt here on this uh, Wednesday afternoon in Campus Confidential. So, Steven, the uh, Longhorns and the Bears are going to hook up uh, down in Austin mm-hmm. at Darrell K. Royal Texas Memorial Stadium. You can hear the broadcast right here on ESPN Central Texas, 12.30 broadcast time, 2.30 kick time uh, here on ESPN Central Texas. There is a lot of off-the-field stuff going on. Uh, do you think that's a distraction to the players in Austin as they prepare to – to meet uh, Coach Aranda and the and the Baylor Bears, I would think it would have to be. I mean, they can try to block out as much as they want, but yeah, it's it's a distraction, Tom. You know, it's they have televisions and newspapers. They have and, televisions yeah. and newspapers. Now, I don't know. Here's my question about about Texas specifically. The narrative is, and narratives are not always right, but this is just kind of I think what people from the outside think that this team is divided. And maybe it's about the eyes of Texas. Maybe it's deeper than that. But there's that picture of of Sam Ellinger being the only one on the field after the game Mm -hmm. in the Cotton Bowl. And it it makes it look like that team's not all together. Now, if they're unified, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I I think all this stuff, you can fight through it. If if they're split on this and that's leading to the being split on – you know, a lot of other things, including their head coach and, and all that, then yes, I, I think there's uh, big time issues. But it's, you know, it's the off the field distractions. It's also, it, it picked up significantly this week. And I think the bye week probably didn't help last week, but you're hearing about Tom Herman being a lame duck head coach potentially. So uh, the other narrative, I think, to go with that one, and, and, and again, not an attractive one at all is after all these years that Tom Herman has been in Austin, they still don't know who the Texas Longhorn football team is. What is their identity? 
And, and quite frankly, I, I got to thinking about that. You know, I don't think about Texas Longhorn football a lot, but uh, with, with, when that started popping up a little bit this week, I thought, well, who are they? I mean, really, what, what are they about? What, I mean, what is, what is, when you say this is a Tom Herman coach Texas Longhorn team, what does that, what does that really mean? I think what they want to be is a team that's physical and runs the football and plays solid defense. I don't think that's who they are. And you talked about it yesterday. I mean, Keontae Ingram is technically their number one starter, but Sam Ellinger leads the team in rushing. So I feel like that's who they're trying to be, but it's not really translating to uh, to on the field. Because, they, I mean, they have some good receivers on the outside, but – Am I wrong in saying that an elite college football team, the quarterback is typically not the leading rusher and passer? No, I mean, not. you have certain situations. Like, you got guys like Lamar Jackson or Michael Vick who are just next-level superhuman. Robert Griffin comes to mind, too. They're so athletic that it just sort of works out that way. But, but not typically. Not typically, is that no. your Is that your M.O.? And that is their M.O. this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, at least it is going into Saturday's football game. And Jalen Peach, a couple of Baylor players spoke with me today. We ran some of Charlie Brewer on UNR, but here's a couple minutes of Jalen Petrie, linebacker safety, plays that star position in Dave Aranda's defense, and just sort of his thoughts as we lead up to that UT game Saturday afternoon. All right. Yeah, Jalen. Uh, how how tough has this break been for you guys? Obviously, y'all would rather be playing. Uh, and how great was it to be back finally? Yes, sir. Uh, the break, I mean, yeah, the break was a little bit hard for us because, you know, we obviously want to be out there with our teammates, but um, I think the coaches did a good job at uh, sending us, you know, home workouts and stuff to keep us prepared for when we do come back. And now that we back, we're back, it's just, you know, wonderful to be out back out there with our teammates practicing again and uh, being able to hit each other. So it's been fun with um, practice on, you know, Sunday and Tuesday. It's been, it's been real fun. I also wanted to ask you about the pass rush you guys have been getting. Y'all see that as pretty much a team thing and, and not just putting everything on the D-line? Definitely. We like to switch up the pieces and, you know, try to affect the quarterback as much as possible and try to, you know, force as many turnovers as we can. You know, um, the the three turnovers a game is big for us. So if we can affect the quarterback, we think um, he, he'll, he'll throw it to us and we just got to catch those. Jalen, uh, after playing two games in the 10-day break, does the mindset change or do you guys just kind of business as usual? Uh, definitely business is business. You know, when we take when we take the, you know, the break off, you you can, you know, lose, lose your sight a little bit. But when we step back into the facility and, you know, we're back in the meetings, stuff just start clicking again and you're back into, you know, your regular ritual of, you know, practicing, rehabbing and um, watching as much film as possible to get you ready for Saturday. Even going back to Coach Rule, does that 1-0 mindset, does that help in that, you know, just knowing that, hey, all we're trying to do is go 1-0 this week? Definitely. 1-0, that, that's all that matters. This week is the only, you know, game that we're thinking about. And uh, also, going back on Coach Rule, I think the what's next was is, is huge and it has stuck with us. And, you know, we're always, you know, not thinking about too far ahead, not thinking about what happened yesterday, we're thinking about like right now, like what's going to happen next. So um, just keeping that at the forefront of our brains is, is most important to us.
Hey, Jalen, um, this is probably actually not probably this is the best offense y'all have played so far this season. Um, what kind of challenges do you think they're going to bring to the table? And how, how do you combat those things and just make sure that you're still putting together a complete defensive performance like you have the first two games of the year? Um, yeah, I, I do think Texas's offense is, is very skilled and uh, they do a lot of great things well. But from our you know standpoint of things, I think the most important thing is us just being tough, us you know, get into the ball and putting our hat on it. So that's the biggest thing. And just running to the ball. If all 11 run to the ball, you know, there might be a couple mistakes, but um, we're going to depend on our brothers to be right there to help us out. So, I mean, I would just say running to the ball and uh, being tough when you get there is the biggest two things. I, I know uh, y'all haven't really faced a running quarterback quite like Sam. I know in the first game, Daniels could run some, but not quite the physical runner that Sam is. How do you make sure that you keep him in the pocket and don't let him get outside and extend plays like he kind of has a knack to do at times? I would just say always keeping your eyes on him. You know, when you're rushing, being aware of um, where you're rushing, not, to, not getting too far afield and, you know, staying in the hoop, you know. Um, not creating lanes for him that'll make him stay in the pocket and have to throw the ball a lot more. All right, so that's Jalen Petrie on the Texas offense, and it's going to be a good test. I mean, West Virginia um, has a good running back, good, uh, decent quarterback in Jarrett Dagey, but I, I think they're going to face some athletes at Texas that they haven't seen, and this has been a, a really solid defensive team so far, Tom, so can they uh, do that again in Austin on Saturday? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, uh, again, in, in – you know, Baylor, <laughs> Baylor's got to be able to move the football and, and with that offensive line, there's the, if I have a question mark, for, we talked about the identity of Baylor and, and who are they, you know, we talked about the identity of Texas and who are they? Well, it's not fair to try to, to create an identity for Baylor. They play two games and again, Stephen, as we mentioned, it's on again, it's off again, it's on again, it's off again. And Coach Aranda's in his first year trying to put this thing together. Uh, incredibly unfair to try to create a, uh, a an identity for Baylor, you know, from our from our chair. But mm -hmm. one thing I, I think we, we we have seen in the first couple of weeks, the first couple of games, I wouldn't say first couple of weeks, but first couple of games is up front they have it, it, it feels like they've got to get a little better up front on that offensive side of the football and be able to control the ball a little bit more oh they definitely do and i'm curious to see who's out there saturday and is this an issue of just not enough continuity because they've had to play basically different lines in the two in first two games or is this a, a bigger personnel issue but yeah that's what held them back against west virginia i mean darius stills ate their lunch and he got to the quarterback a lot um, he was harassing Charlie Brewer along with the rest of that defensive line. and Who's well enough to travel. Yep. All those kind of things. and Yeah. And, I mean, it's just uh, it's just how it is. You can't block. It's tough to win games. Also, on the college football front, LSU today announced that they're self-imposing some penalties on their football program. This is from Ross Dellinger and Pat Forty uh, from Sports Illustrated. They're going to dock eight scholarships over the next two years, reduce some recruiting visits, um, and evaluation and communication. So nothing as far as like vacating games or postseason bans, Tom. But this is self-imposed. It's going to go to the NCAA now. Odell Beckham has been had been for he's going to be banned for two years from associating with LSU football because he handed out two thousand dollars and hundred dollar bills to multiple players after the national championship game last year. He was on video doing it. They tried to say it was fake money. It was not fake money. It was very real. And so he was handing out money. 
So that's sort of the headline. No Odell Beckham for two seasons. Did you say eight scholarships? Over two years, oh, yeah. okay. So four four scholarships a okay. year. Okay, I was about to say, that is a significant penalty. Um, yeah, they're doing it over two years. Still, I mean, it's it's a decent number of scholarships that they're going to give up. But one, one thing that caught my eye, the father of former LSU offensive lineman Vandal Alexander received $180,000 in stolen money from LSU booster John Paul Foons, who admitted in 2019 that he embezzled more than half a million dollars from Our Lady of the Lake Hospital in Baton Rouge. So a booster uh, was paying a father of a player $180,000 in stolen money that he embezzled from a, a local hospital, um, I guess in an effort to get him to go play there. But they're going to uh, they're gonna impose these penalty, Tom, and it now goes to the NCAA, who is also trying to decide what to do with LSU basketball because Will Wade, the coach, is on tape um, basically you know, offering payments to players to come play there. So LSU's athletic department is in shambles, and our own Garrett Ross, I'm sure, is, is very sad about all these developments. Yeah, he, he's almost willing to take that hat off and just continue to wear the L.A. Dodgers hat for a week. <laughs> uh, uh, what else you got from uh, from the campus confidential side? Um, Florida is still shut down. They have not been able to reduce the uh, the COVID cases that led to what, their – What is the drop-dead – day or time to determine whether or not they're going to try to play on surely they're not going to play on saturday i wouldn't think so we should have a, a firm answer by tomorrow but i can't imagine they're going to play on saturday tom so we'll we'll keep an eye on that but florida is still not in their facility as they uh, are trying to mitigate a covid outbreak on on the team well they're trying to round up ninety thousand to <laughs> fill the swamp now that's uh, that's what coach mullen said I mean, yeah, you got to pack the stadium. If they're going to allow you to pack the stadium, then you got to go ahead and do it, even if you you have yep. issue COVID issues on your own football team. Wow. And uh, final thing, Jeff Brom, um, Purdue head coach, has tested positive for COVID nineteen. He's not experiencing symptoms, but another head football coach who's who's dealing with this. So uh, we'll monitor that situation as well. That's it, Tom. And, and there was wasn't there a game? Oh yeah, a game in the MAC canceled. Uh, oh, really? Colorado State in is it New Mexico? New Mexico State. Anyway, there was there is they haven't even played yet, Stephen. They haven't played in the MAC and they're already uh, they're canceling games. And, and it's not being postponed. It's not being delayed. It's not being rescheduled. It is being dumped. It is done. They're not going to play the game. So, well, I would think the MAC would be pretty careful since it they were the first one to uh, to pull the plug on the season. Yeah, it's the Rams and the, and the Lobos. Okay. Uh, that game is uh, that game has been removed from the schedule. So there you go. All right, yeah, that's all I got for Campus Confidential. 415, 15 after 4. This is ESPN Central Texas. We'll step aside and come back with more in just a moment. Nobody has a better selection of light and heavy-duty Ram pickup trucks than Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Just a few clouds around this evening. Otherwise, we'll see increasing clouds once again overnight as low temperatures fall to 67 degrees. Tomorrow, we'll start off with mostly cloudy skies in the morning, then gradual clearing as we hit the afternoon. By late day, there should be a lot of sunshine out. Highs top out at 87. And on Friday, as a cold front approaches, we'll see partly sunny skies with a 20% chance of a scattered shower shortly after the noontime period. High temperatures a little bit cooler at 78. 
Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Nitchie Group Insurance Agency. With the Nitchie Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Nitchie Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Nitchie Group at 1-800-258-8302. Local officials will offer COVID-19 surge testing in McLennan County through November 2nd. 40,000 COVID-19 tests have been allocated for this effort. Testing dates and sites are listed online at covidwaco.com. Save time, pre-registration online, and print your completed registration form. You can print your form at any of the four Waco libraries or three community centers at no charge. Waco Transit will be providing free transit rides to or from testing sites. All sites open 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Free COVID-19 testing sites will be located throughout Waco till November 2nd at the Waco Convention Center, McLennan Community College, Waco ISD Stadium, and the Syntax Chamber of Commerce. Please log on to covidwaco.com for exact dates of the free COVID-19 testing. You do not have to have symptoms to be tested. It will take just a few minutes for you to receive the easy nasal swab for the COVID-19 testing. Act today. Go to covidwaco.com. Be safe and be sure. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer boys.com ESPN Radio Sports Center I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. The voice of the Longhorns, Craig Wade, joined the John Morris Show this morning, and one of the things he talked about was the quarterback matchup and his relationship with Brewer and Ellinger. Know them both very well. I've known the Brewer family a long time and, and known that, you know, what kind of player and what kind of young man Charlie is, and it's I'm so glad to see him come through some obstacles he's had to physically, and uh, he's a great guy and a heck of a quarterback, obviously, and got a chance to call a state championship championship game for television with Lake Travis. Ironically, the state championship game I called where Sam Ellinger was playing with Westlake, they lost in overtime to Galena Park North Shore. It, it is fun. Anytime you get to see guys who know each other very well and respect each other the way these two do. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Twenty twenty minutes after four o'clock. Welcome back in, Tom and Stephen. Glad you're with us. 
We are brought to you in part this afternoon by our good friends at Central National Bank. Stephen, uh, the World Series, the playoffs in Arlington, fans in the stands, what, about ten or 11,000? Has has it changed the way you watch the game? Uh, I'll be honest. Once I think Major League Baseball has done a tremendous job with the can crowd noise. Now, I can't imagine what it sounds like uh, or what it feels like to be in a ballpark with nobody in it. But when you're at home watching a, a game, I think baseball has done a tremendous job of, of how they mix the, the can sound. But now that there's ten or 11,000 in the stadium – I haven't really noticed. I mean, <laughs> no, I haven't really either. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think the NFL football is, is really hurt by it. And I, I'm not sure there's a way to help it because the stadiums are just so big and it's such a different sport. But when the football season started, I didn't think it'd be a big deal. Like when the Cowboys played the Rams on Sunday night football and there was nobody in the stands. Cause I've been watching baseball all summer and I adjusted to that pretty quickly, Tom. I mean, it was sort of weird at first, but eventually it was like, okay, yeah, it's kind of goofy. They got the cardboard cutouts out yeah. there, but y- you get used to it. And football, it's like somebody scores a touchdown, and you just expect, and you can hear the the canned crowd noise, mm-hmm. but it's not the same. Well, Monday night when we or Monday afternoon when we, when we were watching Kansas City and Buffalo, mm-hmm. and they had a sideline shot, and you saw the, the 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 stadium, and you saw the stands, and there's nobody. I mean, nobody in the stands, and you're like. This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. You've got the teams, you got the, the you've got the uh, the the personnel, uh, you've got and you've got the officials, and that's it. I mean, it is just a strain. But and you're right. But for baseball, it, it didn't seem that big a deal. No, it hasn't affected uh, the gameplay too much, and it's cool to have the fans in there. I think it's nice for people to see what the stadium looks like, and it's interesting to see the crowd shots and that kind of adds another aspect to the game but no it hasn't honestly changed a lot of how i've watched it um one weird thing about the world series and this is a just an odd note but the fox like crowd mic or the the mic that picks up the crack of the bat Mm -hmm. and the catcher it's so loud to me it's like so distracting i don't know why but it's always piped in so loud that I, it always throws me off. But the crowd element of it has not has not really thrown off my my watching the game at all. Well, when they when they when they pan the stadium, and, and again, eleven thousand people in a in a forty five or fifty thousand seat stadium, it, it, it it's just a, it's a strange look because you got people in the upper deck and the lower deck, and you got them in the outfield, and you got them down each line behind home plate. So it's just it's just a sprinkling of people that that does have a, a, a kind of a strange look to it. However, uh, when the game is being played and, and, and I think Fox has done a pretty good job of, of masking the crowd and 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 just carrying the game. And, and I again, I maybe it is the crowd. Maybe it is the live crowd now and not that piped in crowd noise. But it certainly sounds like the uh, the piped in crowd noise. And I've kind of gotten used to that. But. Not with football. I, it just it just doesn't look right, doesn't sound right, doesn't feel right. And even at some of these high school games, Stephen, that we've done, uh, when you look around and, and you see all oh, the, yeah, that, the, the visiting side you uh-huh. get, but the home side, and it's just a weird feel. It's just a different look. And, and these schools have done a marvelous job of, of social distancing the fans and, 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 you know, fans understanding that there's only so many people that can go to the games. 
and a lot of times it's family and friends and that's about it and student in the student body but uh it is it's a different it's a different look and it's a different feel i was curious what that's been like because i haven't been able to be in person at a high school game yet but uh i mean it's got to be fascinating because especially for the smaller schools and even midway games. I mean, you're used you're used to a pack crowd, mm-hmm. a great environment. Everybody's engaged, no matter what the team's record is. So many people are there to see their their son, their nephew, their daughter in the band or in the on the drill team, whatever it is. Um, that, that has to be sort of bizarre to only have fifty percent capacity. Well, I like to stand up right before kickoff and kind of look around and get a feel for hey, this place is packed out, and there's more people coming in. The cars are still coming, and that's such a cool look. Uh, that that's just not the case this year. I mean, obviously, uh, you got fans in the stands, but you just don't have the numbers, and you're not going to have the numbers, and they're kind of scattered throughout the stadium, and it uh, it's just a, it's just a different look and a different feel. Now we've talked a lot about uh, Baylor and Texas coming up Saturday afternoon right here on ESPN Radio, your flagship station, longtime flagship station for Baylor football. There's some other games in the league that that t- to me are kind of interesting. And I realize that Kansas is having a horrendous season. But, you know, when you play your in-state rival, it's still your in-state rival. So it's Kansas and Kansas State in Manhattan on Saturday. And I think, you know, I I hope it's a fun football game. And and I really kind of think it might. It could be. I mean, I I think Kansas is going to struggle to score because K-State has a good defense. But K-State is starting a true freshman quarterback. I mean, Skyler Thompson is out. So Will Howard took over. He did okay in Fort Worth they got the win but they only scored 14 points on offense they had a pick six that helped them win that football game um so he didn't play particularly well and if, if KU can kind of bow their neck defensively then it's gonna at least gonna be a close football game I could see that being a, a pretty good game and yeah it's a rivalry game I mean that's the one game if KU can win then it's uh it's a successful season is Iowa State and Oklahoma State playing for the conference championship I wouldn't go that far yet, but I think it's a, a huge a huge game. I mean, I think it's a measuring stick game. I feel like those are the two best teams right now. I, I still If not them, then who? Well, I I mean, two losses. I think if Oklahoma could run the table, I don't know how likely that is. Um then they could get back in it just because I feel like the parity is is uh there in the Big 12, but I think Oklahoma State could go a long way cuz I feel like they're the most talented team, they're the best team. If they win this one, then they put themselves in a really good position. I think they get beat by TCU Saturday. Oklahoma? Yes. Well, thank you. I mean, that's very nice <laughs> of you to say. I don't know about that based on what I saw from TCU's offense last week. But What did you see in the Texas game that that, that jumps off the page? I mean, it, and went says, to, it went to four overtimes. I mean, they, they fought through and were gritty. That's just Lincoln Riley's kind of had Gary's number over the years, but yeah, that's a game they could lose. I mean, I think it's a coin flip in game. Fort Worth. So, you know, only, I, only 12,000 people, but yeah, <laughs> it it's not in, in Norman, which is good. All right. 427 at ESPN central Texas. And uh, we got more coming up next here on this Wednesday afternoon edition of the Matt Mosley program. This high school football coaches show with Lorena coach Ray Biles brought to you by Lorena athletic association and triple S sports.
the Lorena Leopards are four and two, two and one in district play after a 41-14 win over McGregor this past Friday. Coach, your defense had some problems early stopping the Bulldogs on third and long. It led to a seven nothing McGregor lead midway through the first quarter. But your offense that struck back very quickly with Ryan Abel at quarterback. Yeah, Ryan got the ball out there, and and uh, Jaden Porter made a great catch and, and run to finish that deal off. But that was a 60-yard play, and you know it got us back even seven-seven. Kind of set a tempo for us offensively the rest of the night. An interception then led to you taking the lead early in the second quarter. We had a, had a pick, which shortened the field, and, and then we were fortunate enough to get down there. And, you know, we had a lot of big plays with the kicking game, too, and you may get to that in a second. But, uh, you know, it, we did. Anytime you can shorten the field and set your offense up on, on their end of the field or in the red zone going in, it sure does help. Yeah, McGregor tied it at 14, but then you got two big punt returns to lead to a 28-14 lead at half. Yeah, Dalen Browder broke one down the boundary for a 65-yard touchdown, and then Drew Britton had a 42-yard return that got us down inside the five. Proud of the way the kids performed. You have to go to Cameron this week. I guess one of the things you're going to have to do is contain their team speed. They're very versatile in what they do. They do a great job of spreading the field and, and moving the ball around, and you're going to have to cover a lot of folks, and we're going to get in some one-on-one -on -one situations. We've got to be able to execute well enough to at least hang on until we get some help there. But... Uh, you know, hopefully we've, we've kind of set a pattern now with our defense and we can, you know, continue to get some stops and some takeaways. And the way the game is going now, if you can get a few stops and takeaways during the course of the ball game and set your offense up as we did last Friday, then you've got a great chance to win. ESPN Central Texas. The Lorena Athletic Association meets the first Monday of each month, and they invite all supporters of the Leopards and the Lady Leopards to become members and attend the meetings. Last year, the Lorena Athletic Association awarded 12 scholarships to deserving Lorena ISD students. They also try to provide needed items each year from the high school and junior high coaches' wish lists. The Lorena Athletic Association is seeking volunteers to work concession stands at home sporting events. Call Lorena High School for more information or check them out on Facebook. Triple S Sports is your one-stop shop for all baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from the names you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Play ball! Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about team, league, and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplessports.com. You're out! Hey, we're going to take a minute. We're going to talk about our friends at Morrison Gifts, 4308 West Waco Drive. That's next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. You know, they have a, a great selection of gifts for birthdays, anniversaries, holidays. But I want to talk about, you ready for this? I want to talk about Christmas. It's, guys, it's, the, it, it, honestly, it's it's middle of October, and you got to start thinking about uh, that Christmas. You, you don't want to wait till December 23rd. So you, why not go ahead and knock it out now, and uh, you can get Morrison uh, gifts to to uh, to wrap that thing for you, and uh, and then you'll be done. <laughs> you won't have to worry about it. You can uh, go on about your business with football games and and playoff games and bowl games coming up, and you can say, "Ha ha! Already got my Christmas done because I went to Morrison's Gifts at forty three oh eight West Waco Drive. They got John Hart leather goods, big old key rings, candles, jewelry, and a whole lot uh, more. And always, and I do mean always, free gift wrapping available at Morrison Jewelers. Uh, so men get ready uh it's time to to get that uh get that christmas gift for your wife and, and get it knocked out and 
Why not go to a place that's been doing this for 41 years? Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion, particularly Christmas time. Morrison Gifts, 4308 West Waco Drive. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. The voice of the Longhorns, Craig Wade, joined the John Morris Show this morning, and one of the things he talked about was the quarterback matchup and his relationship with Brewer and Ellinger. Know them both very well. I've known the Brewer family a long time and, and known that, you know, what kind of player and what kind of young man Charlie is, and it's I'm so glad to see him come through some of the obstacles he's had to physically, and uh, he's a great guy and a heck of a quarterback, obviously, and got a chance to call a state championship game for television with Lake Travis. Ironically, the state championship game I called where Sam Ellinger was playing with Westlake, they lost in overtime to Galena Park North Shore. It, it is fun. Anytime you get to see guys who know each other very well and respect each other the way these two do. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. This is uh, a Wednesday edition. And, and Stephen, every every Wednesday, I believe, at 1.30, uh, Greg Tepper from Fox Sports Southwest joins you guys on Unnecessary Roughness. That's right. If you are in the slightest a high school football fan, you need to set an appointment to be glued to your radio for that segment. Uh, of course, there's a great passion for high school football with Q and Ward and, and, and Steven. And then, of course, they got Greg Tepper with them. And it, it makes for some very fun, fun radio. So high school football fans, every Wednesday, 1.30, you be right here for, uh, for Greg Tepper from Fox Sports Southwest and Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Can we just – can we hear a little bit of what you guys did earlier today? We can, Tom. Here's uh, Greg Tepper talking some Syntex area games coming up on Thursday and Friday night. Greg, we definitely appreciate your time this afternoon. Each and every Wednesday, we look forward to talking to you. And earlier uh, in the show, we were talking to, to Shoemaker head football coach Toby Foreman, and they've gotten off to a really, really good start. And uh, one of the things he's told us over the past couple seasons is that he was working his way to, he was building, he was working, uh, you know, this thing up, and he was trying to get where they are. And right now, they look like they're at that spot. What have you seen early in the season so far in the few games that they've played from the Gray Wolves? Yeah, this is, I think you're, he's spot on in that this has been a build. Look, you know, it wasn't all sunshine and daffodils. And then you're talking about a guy there in, in Coach uh, Foreman who, who took over a program that, let's be honest, it was down in the dumps. It was, it, was, it was in a bad, bad way. And he has helped to bring them back in large part, thanks, I think, uh, to what they've done uh, offensively. I mean, look, this has been uh, an offense that's really lit up uh, in its first uh, couple of uh, games. And, and I think a lot of that comes down to just being more comfortable in the system. Uh, just, you know, having a guy, having the same voice uh, in the room for a third straight year, I think uh, is very big. And look, you take a look at their wins, you know, wins over San Angelo Central, wins over uh, Kerrville Tyvee. And then last week, uh, that really narrow win over Ellison. This is a team that's really cooking uh, right now. And they've got to be feeling kind of brimming with confidence. You know, this is a team we had some high hopes for uh, coming into the season. You know, I, I, we had them, I believe, slated second behind Temple in District 12. Uh, I, I think there's, this shouldn't necessarily be that much of a shock 
But the one thing I will say is that I do think that that offense has has already uh, kind of exceeded our expectations. What they've done, uh, gotten from Devin Brown, their running back, what they've gotten from uh, Jason Bell, uh, their quarterback. It's been it's been impressive, and and they're going to be a, a problem for everyone they see in that district. And look, I mean, all eyes. It's inevitable that everybody's going to kind of turn and look and say, "All right, uh, November nineteenth, uh, they get Temple, and that could be for the district championship if things break uh, as the Gray Wolves have won it." So yeah, fantastic start for for Shoemaker, uh, uh, meeting and exceeding expectations early. How not surprised should we be just because Coach Foreman has, uh, you know, he comes from a pedigree of, of a winning program, and so he brought that mentality to Shoemaker. So this is kind of what he is and who he is. Yeah, he's, he's a builder. You know, he's a guy who uh, who has who has already turned around programs. He's a guy uh, that has that has already, you know, he's done fantastic stuff everywhere that, that he's everywhere that he's gone, and, and so there's no real surprise. Uh, that that he's you know that he's done it you know when you saw what he did down there in Beaumont and Beaumont Central he 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 helped to to really pull pull them into contention so yeah and and, and by the way this is the kind of the timeline you'd expect right you know right. if you talk about the the hop skip and a jump uh, situation uh, that's what it's been you know the first year it was it was a struggle you know it was a struggle first couple of years it was a struggle but now you know after a seven and four year last year now they're off to a three and zero start and by the way they should be favored this week. Uh, against Killeen, and by the way, they should be favored against Coppers Cove, and by the way, they should be favored against Brian. I mean, they're now they're no longer the underdog. Right. They're no longer the hunter. They're the hunted, and and I think that that's a that's a credit to the attitude that Coach Foreman has instilled in them. Greg, the Ennis Lions get back into action this week against Mansfield Summit in their last non-conference game before they get into conference play. But Coach Harold has his team playing at a high level. How good is this Ennis Lions team, and is this a, a playoff team that could go a deep run? Uh, yes. Uh, I think that this Ennis team is uh, the best team in 5A Division II. I think that they're the favorites to win the title. And, and look, they'll have to go through a region that involves Alito, but I do think that this is an Ennis team that has everything that you possibly need. You know, one thing I like about this matchup this week against Summit is it's kind of thrown together at the last minute. Both teams were looking for opponents. Both decided to square up against one another. And uh, th- this is two teams that, that I think do things in, in a little bit of different ways. You know, some, some it's a bit of a slugfesty type team. They, they like to go out there and, and really kind of, uh, you know, they, they like to go out there and just kind of get into a street fight with you. Ennis is a team that I think has all the pieces in place to, to win to win it all. Uh, when you're talking about having uh, the coach, right? Sam Harrell, obviously, needs no introduction at this point. Uh, when you're talking about having the quarterback, well, Colin Drake, I think, is excellent. Uh, I think he's a really, really good quarterback that people are going to know a lot more about. But what makes Ennis great, and I talked with Sam Harrell in the offseason about this, whenever his teams at Ennis have been uh, title teams, whenever his teams uh, have, have been spectacular, it's been because of the defense. Now, you know, look, you're probably thinking, well, wait, didn't he have Graham Harrell on his team? And yes, he did. Uh, they get all the headlines. The offense gets the headlines. But the difference between a good Ennis team and an elite Ennis team is the defense. When you take a look at what they've got with Jervion Williams on the defensive line, they are menacing up front defensively. And so, yeah, look, they're ranked number one in our 5A Division II rankings for a reason. I think this is the complete team. I think this is Ennis' best team in, in probably since that 03 team with Graham Harrell. I am really, really intrigued by the Senate's team. Now they got to go out there and take care of a business against a team in Summit that, that wants to get you into a street fight. And, and, and it's going to be a, a, interesting to see how they handle that, this. But uh, so far, so good for the Lions. Greg, uh, Midway kicks off district play tomorrow night against Mansfield. And I know it's only the district opener, but that feels like a pretty important game as far as uh, who, who makes the playoffs. Oh, it's, it's a massive game. I think it's, I think it's a huge game. I don't think you can overstate 
how big this game is in the Super 11 6A. And, and, and yeah, you know, this is not the start obviously Midway would have wanted. Admittedly, I think that, you know, they lost to, to Westlake. Westlake's going to do that to a lot of teams. Uh, that loss to South Grand Prairie is concerning, I'll admit. It's concerning. And, and, and by the way, when you're talking about the way that District 11 6A is now structured and they've gone into the zone district, uh, zone, zone, zone strategy, um, this is – I don't want to throw must-win on this, but you've still got Duncanville down the road, okay? You've got Duncanville in two weeks. Uh, if you're midway, you're probably thinking, if we lose this game, we are facing an uphill battle to get into the playoffs. We're going to need some help somewhere along the line. This is a critical matchup, and this is uh, the type of game that, that for, for midway, uh, as far as the getting into the playoffs, as far as scratching and finding a way to get in, in that very difficult district, this is a game you've got to have. You got to have plain simple because if you go in zero and one, yeah, next week against Waco, you know the Lions. Uh, I think off to to a decent start, but but they're you know they'll be favored in that one. But then they get Duncanville, and plain simple, they're going to be considerable underdogs to Duncanville. And so, if you're Jeff Hulam, I think you're entering this game with a sense of urgency, and you're telling guys, look, we had last week off uh, to lick our wounds. We got to go out there. We have no margin for error. And and I think one of the biggest things they've got to do is they they really got to get that offense humming. I mean, the offense that that's not what we've come to expect from Midway. Uh, admittedly, again, I think two good defensive teams they played in South Grand Prairie and Westlake. But this is the game where that offense has got to step up and they got to come through big because if they don't, they could be staring a short season in the face. Talking all things Texas high school football with Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. You can find him on Twitter at Tepper. And Greg, we've gotten a couple questions on our CNC Collision Center text line. One was about District Eleven Three A Division One. Uh, that's a dogfight district right there. I mean, that's one of those that's going to come down to the wire. How do you see that district just shaking out when you look at it? Yeah, it is a re- – I mean, I've, I've kind of given up on figuring it out <laughs> because it is so wild. Uh, you have – so everyone's got a loss in that district, right, already. we've By the way, we've still got three weeks to go, and everyone's got a loss in that district. Um, and this week, you know, you'd think we're going to get a little bit of clarity with Lorena taking on Cameron Yo, and, and then you're going to have Rockdale and Academy, and then you're going to have Troy uh, better beat Caldwell or else they're going to be in, in, a, in, a, in a big mess of trouble. But here's, here's what you've got, basically. You've got six teams uh, in Lorena, Rockdale, Troy, Academy, Yo, and McGregor, and only four playoff spots, and I think they're all really evenly matched. Like, they're all really tightly packed you know there was an early part of the season where we thought okay maybe this is rockdale they're going to run out and, and early in the season we thought maybe troy troy mm-hmm. uh, was going to run out there and run away from this district okay well they've kind of fallen back to earth then we thought it was rockdale rockdale was a new flavor of the month and we thought okay rockdale's going to be a team to to, to to run out there and do it. well then they lose to, to mcgregor oh okay well, well maybe it's cameron yo maybe cameron yo is going to go out there well they lose the battle of the bell to rockdale and you're like okay who wants it like it's one of those things that, that, you know, all due respect to our friends at Caldwell, you've got seven teams in here, and six of them are good enough to make the playoffs, and yet none of them have gone out there and grabbed that brass ring. None, none of them have gone out there and taken control of it. I think you can make a real argument that if you're, if you're looking for a team that, that uh, could, could stand to, to take this district altogether, I think you take a look at Lorena and what Coach Ray Biles has done. Now, they've got a tough road to hoe. They're at Cameronio this week, and then they finish the year at Rockdale. They got to take care of business, but they got feels pretty good. If they can beat Cameron Yo, they're going to be in the driver's seat in this wild district. But make no mistake, there's going to be two pretty good teams that are left out of the playoffs. And I'll be honest, uh, it's going to be one of those things they're going to be thinking like, man, we should be in there. We should have, you know, we we came up one game short, one play short uh, of getting into the playoffs. Uh, It's going to be a wild finish, a wild final three weeks in this 11th and 3A Division 1. 
Greg Crawford off to a blistering start, playing mm-hmm. very well right now. They got Bosqueville this week. Can they keep it rolling? Yeah, I think so. I, I like this Crawford team a lot. And we had some questions about them coming into the season, uh, I think in large part because of a new coach. You know, they have Greg Jacobs uh, taking over. But in a lot of ways, Coach Jacobs has just continued the con- what they've always been about, which is just a lights-out defense. Their defense has been spectacular all year long. And, and I mean, you know, th- th- it's been excellent. Now, and I thought that last week their win over Rio Vista was, pretty, was a statement. It was really impressive. Now, I think there is a fair argument if you want to get nitpicky. Uh, their win over Holland was good, but that's over, uh, you know, th- th- I think, that, that, you know, really that's a good win. But aside from that, I think maybe outside of Holland, I think you can make an argument this is their toughest test to date, especially going on the road and taking on a Bosqueville team that, that I think is playing uh, pretty well right now. You know, they lost their first two. They lost to Holland. They lost to Palmer in double overtime. But then since then, they've rattled off four straight, and they have looked every bit the part of an offensive juggernaut. Coach Xander, we know, always puts together uh, a fantastic offense, and this year uh, is really no different. And so that's kind of a, the headline matchup for me in this one, is can you find what happens when that, uh, when that offense for Bosqueville, which has been so fantastic, goes up against a, a, a Crawford defense that's been just, just smothering people. Uh, it figures to be a fun one, and probably – let me make sure I'm not talking out of my rear end here, which I have a tendency to do. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm comfortable saying this is the district championship. I mean, these are the only two three and O teams there. They're at least going to be in the catbird seat. Uh, you know, Rio Vista, you know, Tolar could kind of muck things up if they really want to go on a run here. But yeah, I think it's fair to say that the district title's on the line uh, in this one, and it, it should be a fun one. Greg I had a question uh, texted in about uh, Shiner. Who do you think is the toughest toughest opponent for Shiner? Uh, themselves. Uh, Shiner's Shiner's just a a, a, a a killing machine right now. I mean, they are they have outscored their opponents three hundred and thirty to eighty seven this year. And by the way, that includes a win over Hallettsville, a three A team, a state ranked three A team. By the way, uh, East Bernard, a state ranked three A team, uh, Flatonia, uh, they beat them by forty nine. I mean, they were blistering past people in non district. Then the team that we thought really could get a, a you know we we thought their district when they got their draw was really, really difficult with Flatonia and Weimer and Ganado and stuff like that. And we were thinking, oh, man, like, are they going to be able to get out of that, you know, how, are they going to be able to survive that district? Uh, well, they've only played three games in that district, and they've outscored their three opponents 163 to 14 in those two, three games. They have been drubbing people with Doug Brooks, Dalton Brooks, and that outstanding defense. Uh, they're the number one team in 2A Division One. They will at some point in Region 4 have to go through Refurio, the defending state champs, and that will certainly be a, a big-time matchup. But, I, I, I mean, I don't want to get out over my skis here, but, but I would say right now it, it's that winner of that Shiner-Refurio game uh, and the field. I mean, it's that stark of a difference of how good this Shiner team is. Because if you remember – Last year in the state championship, or last year, you know, all respect to Post, Post is doing their thing in West Texas as well, so I mentioned them, but uh, if you remember in the, in the regional semifinals, I believe, it was Shiner and Refurio, and Shiner had that game won. Shiner was up, I believe, 10 points, or, or they were up a touchdown with two minutes left and the ball, and they fumbled, gave up the ball, Refurio goes down, scores, misses the two-point conversion, gets an onside kick, goes down, kicks an, uh, a game-winning field goal, uh, to, and then eventually wins the state championship after that. Shiner hasn't forgotten that. Shiner knows they spit the bit last week, last year. And I think that they're playing with an edge. That is, that is to me, 
the best team in 2A Division One right now. You know, I would take Shiner over over a lot of teams, not just in 2A, but but this is a team that, that looks like they're on a mission. La Vega coming off the win of Stephenville in a pretty good football game, 42-24. Now they get Middle Othian Heritage, who has a couple of more ball games under this belt. Does that present a challenge at all for the Pirates? It does, but the, while we while we're talking about that, let's talk a little bit about Middle Othian Heritage because. They are going to play, I think, a historic season in Texas high school football, and I'll explain what I mean. So because of coronavirus issues at Brownwood, Brownwood had to go and they had to cancel a couple or cancel postpone. They had to go and cancel a couple of district games. One of them was against Midlothian Heritage. Uh, and so they were looking for a team. That was, that was supposed to be their homecoming game. Midlothian Heritage and Brownwood was supposed to be Heritage's homecoming game. They got everything put together. They got the parade. They're like, I mean, we need, we need an opponent. We need an opponent. So, like, on the fly a couple weeks ago, like, a day before, they scheduled Mosquito team. And they said, okay, well, we'll play Mosquito team. They ended up winning. It's a win over a 5 team, you know, 49-33. Um, well, here's the thing is that then Brownwood goes and kind of appeals the ruling and things like that. The Brownwood game gets put back on the, on the, on the slate. So what I'm saying is that I think for the first time in Texas high school football history, we're going to have a team play 11 regular season games. Midlothian Heritage has 11 games scheduled uh, and because they got a waiver from the UIL in order to go and play because the rest of their games are district games. So we're going to have a team that, that right now they are 6-2. and two. If they win the rest of their games, they will go into the playoffs at 9-2 and two for the first time in Texas high school football history. That's neither here nor there. What I'm saying is this is a really interesting matchup in this district <laughs> that has been kind of turned upside down. Uh, you know, I think that this is probably the two best teams in, in, in the district, especially uh, with La Vega's win over Stephenville last week, which was very impressive. Something I've been impressed with with La Vega is I think they figured something out offensively. Obviously, early in the year, we were talking about how offensive struggles, you know, Aaron Rawls gets hurt. What are they going to do? Jordan Rodgers has settled in at quarterback, and, and the offense has started to pick up a little bit, and defense continues to do what it does. Now, how do they handle the outstanding running attack uh, from Midlothian Heritage? They've got a great running back in Colin Stone. Uh, they were able to throw the ball a fair bit as well. This is a good Midlothian Heritage team. Uh, team. Can they make them one-dimensional? Can La Vega make them one-dimensional? And furthermore, on the other side, you know, can, uh, can Heritage kind of get that offense, which suddenly found its rhythm last week, all out of rhythm? So, uh, look. District 5-4 Division 1 is a, a mess. It's uh, it, Because of all the cancellations and the moving around and stuff like that, uh, it, is, it is just a wild, wild west out there. Uh, we will get, we'll start to get a little bit more clarity after this week. That is Greg Tepper from uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and Fox Sports Southwest. You can hear the passion, Stephen, in his voice for talking high school football. It's, it's what it's about in his world, and Man, anybody that loves high school football like that, uh, he, he's uh, he's on my team. I, I promise you, I love it. Yeah, he uh, he knows his stuff. It's amazing how he can just cover the entire state because it's such a big, I mean, it's such a big beat that he's covering. He's able to to handle it all. Yeah, he's talking from uh, post to, to teams down uh, along the border and and uh, teams down south, Ganado, and so he covers them all. That's uh, that's pretty cool. He just wants to hear for. Three or four minutes, and we'll go to the top of the hour? Sure. Why okay. Not? All right, i got a couple NFL notes I want to mm-hmm. hit you with here, Tom. First of all, uh, Adam Schefter is reporting that Seattle, the Seahawks, are going to go after Antonio Brown. They're getting ready to make a push to sign Antonio Brown, the wide receiver. Um, will be eligible after week eight after he serves a you know, personal conduct suspension from the NFL. But, Tom, he was supposed to be with the Raiders last year. And he basically quit on that team. Him and John Gruden and and uh, 
Mike Mayock, the GM, got into it. And then he ended up in New England and then got released there. Um, but the Seahawks are going to take a chance on Antonio Brown potentially and, and maybe add him to the roster as another weapon for uh, Russell Wilson. Do you think the risk is worth the reward in that situation? Man, you know, right now I leave that roster alone, don't you? I mean, that's a good football team, and obviously the locker room's in good shape. And even if he's, even if he's not an issue, I mean, do you want to – do you want to tweak with the mix of the locker room? I, I, I don't. Leave the football team alone. They're winning football games. They're in good position, uh, in, in good shape. And the risk versus the reward, Stephen. That's what. That's what. Uh, that's what. That's what Seattle's got to look at. But and again, for me, if I'm rolling, I'm I'm leaving it alone. I think they have a good enough culture there that maybe they can overcome it if things go south and they. They really can have a zero tolerance policy with them and just basically say, hey, man, um, listen, if if you do anything, we'll, we'll cut you for just about any reason. But I get what you're saying. It's it's so tempting, though, because when he's right, he's he's really, really good. I mean, he was the best receiver in the NFL just a couple of years ago. So adding him, um, it's on the table. But I, I thought the way he flamed out of the NFL and, you know, there's all kinds of questions about is he in the right mental state? He had all sorts of drama in his personal life after he lost his foothold in the league. So that's uh, that's just a situation to monitor as it moves forward. Also, yesterday we talked about uh, it's Tua time in Miami. They named Tua Tonga Viola their new starting quarterback. They benched Ryan Fitzpatrick. And most people thought that was sort of a an understood thing, a mutual decision. They were moving towards that. Apparently it was not. Not with him it wasn't. <laughs> no, not with Ryan Fitzpatrick. He spoke to the media today um, and said, among other things, that he was heartbroken. He was shocked. It caught him off guard. It was a hard thing for him to hear and digest. He also said he was fired by somebody on Zoom, and he was in the room with the person that replaced him. Um, it's just a weird league. He said this is a forever decision. This isn't like last year when jo- with Josh Rosen where it was sink or swim, and he was caught off guard because he finally felt like he had found a team that he could thrive with. They're 3-3. Three and three. He had been playing well. Now, he did say he wants Tua to do well. You know, he's not going to sabotage anything. He's going to be a good pro. But uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick was not happy happy about this decision, Tom. And, and, you know, would you be? I mean, if you're a competitor and and you and it's your football team and you're three and three and you're in the mix and, and, and things are going well or not necessarily well, but, I mean, things are, are solid and, and you've got the team at three. Yeah, I'd be hot too. Well, and this has been – Unless somebody came to you and said, look – it's your job for about six to eight weeks right. until we can kind of get him acclimated. And then uh, he's he's our future, and then we're going to hand the football to him. If he knows that going in, that's one thing. But if they say, hey, it's open competition and blah, 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 you know, you know the drill. Right. And, he, and it's his job, and he, he's got him at three and three. And and is it is it the right – I guess I just thought they had done that, but I, obviously they didn't. And I understand why he's mad. Yeah, he's a competitor, and also they're playing well. And this has been Ryan Fitzpatrick's life in the NFL. I mean, he had a brief stint with Buffalo, and then he eventually got beat up by Tyrod Taylor. He was sort of a placeholder in Tampa Bay when Jameis Winston was hurt. And then he got exiled there in Miami. You know, they, they tried the Josh Rosen thing last year. Like, this has just been his his career. So I get why he's upset about it, but again... I just feel like he's been in the league long enough that he probably he probably knew what this was, but apparently Miami didn't do a great job communicating that to him. So at, at three and three, and now you're handing the football to Tua. What if he struggles? 
What if he's what? What if they go zero and three uh, over the next three football games? Are you then handing the ball back to? No, I think you got to roll with him. I mean, I I just feel like once you make this move, you can't go back. And he's your guy. He's your guy. Moving forward. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Four fifty-five. Five away from five. This is uh, ESPN Central Texas. Coach Dave Aranda meets up with his former roommate Tom Herman this Saturday as the Bears travel to Austin to take on the Longhorns. 12.30 for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 2.30 kickoff with John, JJ, and Ricky. Baylor, Texas, this Saturday from Daryl K. Royal Texas Memorial Stadium in Austin. Right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Hey, we're going to talk about Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Ted Teague and his staff over at 201 West Loop 340. Yeah, Stephen, they let me uh, they let me drive one of those uh, brand new 2020 Ram 1500 uh, Laramie editions. Oh, what a truck, kids! That was. That was unbelievable. I had the night edition, and so you you, you have uh, all black exterior accents uh, with with this vehicle, black exterior accents, including the Ram logo on the grill and headlamp uh, headlamp bezels, making for a uh, striking first impression. Uh, <laughs> man, just a spacious high end interior, which features upscale uh, uh, finishes with black seats and black interior accents to add uh, that element of sleekness. It uh, it has sensors all around the truck. It's got the 12-inch screen inside the vehicle. One of the cool things about that truck is, uh, with with the when you, obviously when you put it in re- reverse, you have the the, the backing. Uh, uh, what what am I trying to say? The, uh, the 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 backup camera. Yeah, the backup camera. But if you want to, if you want to, while you're driving forward, you can actually still have the backup camera on if you so choose. If you want to say, look at a trailer hitch or, or something to that effect. It has uh, heated seats front and back, and it's got uh, in the summertime those seats will cool for you in the front. I mean, it's just an unbelievable, believable pickup. It just, it's just. It's just a cool truck, to, and you can check out that and many other vehicles just like it at Allen Samuels. And of course, uh, uh, right now they've got the uh, they've got the, the the big truck event going on, the Ram Power Days uh, going on through November the second. You can buy a new 2020 Ram Lone Star Crew Cab with the Hemi or Eco Diesel zero for 72 months, zero percent down for 72 months, no payments for 90 days. Or choose $9,250 in cash and incentives. That's Ram, which is the highest pickup owner loyalty in America. Again, I'm telling you, go go check out that truck that I drove uh, for the last couple of days. You're going to love it. It is Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram and Fiat. They're at 201 West Loop 340 here in Waco. What do you call a spicy, crispy, flavor-packed, perfectly marinated chicken filet that's spicy on the inside? Topped with fresh veggies, tangy pickles, and mayo? Some might call it the sandwich of their dreams. But if you're within range of a Whataburger, you can just call it lunch. Introducing the new limited-time spicy chicken sandwich. Sounds like the perfect way to spice up your next meal. It's everything you could ever want from a sandwich, and it's available now. So get to Whataburger and get your hands on it yourself. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. 
It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way, so it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. For a limited time, when you open a Casasa checking account at Genco Credit Union, you can receive a cash bonus, a $25 cash bonus. Now is your chance to be a part of the friendliest credit union in town and enjoy all the benefits of a free account that pays you money back each month and a bonus when you open it. Apply online today and get your bonus and start letting your money make you money. Qualifications and requirements will apply. For details, go to GencoFCU.org and CUA Equal Housing Lender. Genco. Looking for quality plants at affordable prices? Would you like your yard transformed from an unmaintained pile of weeds to a yard that looks like a beautiful park and increases the value of your property? Barrera's Nursery and Landscape is the place for seasonal plants, shrubs, trees, and perennials, as well as a wide variety of bulk material and landscape rock. Locally owned and operated for over 20 years, Barrera's Nursery and Landscape, open every day, 9 till 5, at 201 Sun Valley Drive in Hewitt, or call them at 254-666-9806. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. The Army National Guard has taught me the value of showing respect to those I come in contact with each day. My service also allows me to be there for my community in ways others can't. I help my hometown recover after nature strikes. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country and those I care about safe from threats. I also work with a network of professionals that help me succeed and accomplish the mission. Plus, the Army National Guard education benefits make getting a higher education a reality. Being an Army National Guard soldier makes living and serving in my community more rewarding every day. Learn how you, too, can live and serve part-time, close to home, by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. business or a school or a team that needs to put their logo on something, then let the pros at Mallory Screen Printing and Embroidery do the job for you. They can customize your logo on t-shirts, caps, dress shirts, golf shirts, winter apparel, and more. Stickers for any occasion, banners and signs, large or small. See more at MalloryPrint.com or call 1-800-433-2220. For your next custom screen printing or embroidery, check out their full catalog at MalloryPrint.com. KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. Five oh two, couple of minutes after five. Tom Barfield, Stephen Simcox, taking you home here on a uh, Wednesday afternoon, and. We are joined now uh, on the program by David Haynes, junior head football coach of the Marlin Bulldogs. Coach, good afternoon. How are you? 
I'm doing well, doing very good. Talk a little bit about your your football team and in the progress that your club has made over the last uh, couple of years, and as uh, as you make this uh, this nice run. Um, man, these kids, man, they're just starting to buy in and, and believe in what we're doing. I mean, they haven't been two and zero in district, you know, in a while. So, I mean, this is foreign territory to them, but they, they're excited and they're, I mean, they're embracing the journey. Do you have to kind of keep them grounded a little bit? Yes, sir. I do. I mean, that's. I mean, that's one of our biggest deal. Let's let's stay grounded. I mean, let's let's. We want to stay on the winning side. So we know we have to take care of every little small detail in order to stay on that side. So we don't leave um, any stones un- unturned. Coach, you you've really played well defensively the past couple of weeks. Uh, what's been the key there to uh, to limiting points on the other side? Um, we really broke it down to the fundamentals, lining up correctly. I mean, we think that takes away. Um, it gives you an advantage, you know, half the time. And then just really tackling. Our guys, we've been for sure tacklers. I mean, we've had a couple misses, but our tackling's been improved a whole bunch. Now, you're uh, Friday night, you're going up against Ronnie Striplin and, and Dawson, and this this could be a, a key matchup in your district run. Yes, sir. Um, we're excited for the matchup. We're excited um, just for the opportunity to, you know, make it a big, fun game. But, I mean, we take one take it one game at a time. What do you see when when you look at uh, when you look at the Bulldogs on tape? Uh, I mean, they're tough. They're gonna run. They're gonna run the me- their mess out of the ball, and um, they're gonna you know do small things correct. And that, I mean, that's what we. If they ever mess up, we got to capitalize on that. Coach, we we've, we've spoken with a number of coaches about this, but how how great is it just to be on the field for the kids to be back in school with with all the uncertainty in the spring and the summer, and just the fact that that you you guys have found a way to to get a, a full season in? Man, it's, it's been great. We've had to cancel a couple seasons, I mean, a couple games earlier in the year. So we've been preaching to our kids, they can't take anything for granted. Like every mm-hmm. week is not promised to us as far as playing football. So, I mean, we, we hit it hard every week, and they understand that, hey, um, Friday's game may not be guaranteed, so we play hard. Yeah, you, you've only, you only got to play, what, three non-district games? Is that correct? Yes, sir. We played three non-district games, and so it's really this is a be our sixth game of the year. You're coming off that win over Kearns, and and just talk about how your team performed uh, in, in that football game. Man, um, they, they came out. I mean, it was the first time since I've been here we scored on the opening drive. So that well, I mean, they I've told told those kids that we can we can do this every time. But they're just excited, and I mean we're, we're I mean we're ready to play more football. David, it sounds like little victories is, is things that are important to you right now as you build your program. Yes, it is. That's very important. I mean, we got to take care of all the small stuff, whether it comes to um, grades in the classroom, lifting weights, conditioning, run, whatever we do, it's got to be the small stuff that we got to take care of. Coach, I know your dad coached you at McGregor, and, and now you're getting a chance to, to coach your son. I know he's had a, sort of a setback with, with an injury, but – just how special is it to to get to go through this experience as as a dad, you know, coaching his son and him being a part of the a part of the program? Oh man, it, it's amazing! Uh, it's amazing. Like I'm out here at practice now, watching him work out and watching my youngest son work out with them. So it's just it's just awesome just to have them here. And I mean, it's a family affair. I mean, we go home and we we talk about football. So it's, it's just fun. Hey, Coach, we, we appreciate the time. You know, we know you're on the practice field, and we wish you uh, the best of luck Friday night when you take on, on Dawson, uh, the Dawson Bulldogs on Friday night. Uh, best of luck to you.
All right, thank y'all. Have a great day. That's uh, David Haynes Jr. And uh, in, in, in I didn't realize that, uh, Stephen, that he's uh, he's got his son out there. I knew that he played for his dad, uh, and so now he's uh, – He's coaching his son. How cool is that? It's really cool, Tom. And, yeah, I believe his son's a freshman, David Haynes, a third now. And uh, he, he, like I said, had an unfortunate injury, so his season's been cut a little short. But I know that he's working, and I'm just following Coach on Twitter. He's still a big part of the program and encouraging those guys. But, yeah, Coach Haynes is doing a really nice job. I mean, Marlon, um, the the team had, had sort of fallen on some hard times, and but this is a great start, and, you know, you play Dawson. You got a game against Axel in a couple of weeks. Like, there's still some some more work to do, but certainly um, they've made a, a pretty quick turnaround there and are, are doing a nice job, and just good to see uh, a program that sort of struggled for a while is, is back on the rise. We were just looking at uh, some of those games uh, in, in that district, and, and yeah, this this game with, with Dawson is a, uh, is a huge football game uh, and can go a long way in determining – who wins that district? And in 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 obviously Italy's having a, a solid year and a good year, and so this is a this is a big game for for both Dawson and for the Marlin Bulldogs. It is, yeah. It's going to go a long way in deciding, you know, who who could win this district. As we have three weeks left, and uh, we talked with uh, Coach Striplin a couple weeks, or I guess it was last week, and he he has a son on the team as well. Or no, he has a player that's just really that wasn't a son. I guess uh, that was, yeah, yeah, that was uh, he has. There's twins, uh, f- football players, and one okay. of them won one the one of them uh, won Mr. Texas football uh, for four, the week. Yeah, the four tough thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we mentioned Italy. They're uh, they're five and one and two and zero oh in district. So uh, there's two or three teams right there. So mm-hmm. this Dawson game for Marlin and for Dawson for Ronnie Stripling's team very very important. So uh, there you go. Five oh nine nine minutes after five. You want to jump in with us? We'd love to hear from you. Six six two six. 1660 or our CNC Collision Center text line is 254-662-1660. Are you going to uh, are you going to try to make it to a high school football game tonight, Tom, or do you have other, uh, other thi- things going on? I think I'm going to rest up a little <laughs> bit before traveling. Before you make a trip to Mansfield tomorrow? Yeah, going to do a little radio show, make a trip, then do another little radio show <laughs> and then broadcast a football game. If you're in the uh, Temple area or even if you're just in McGregor mm-hmm. and are kind of looking for something to do tonight, Ward Weiss will be talking to Scott Stewart at Wings Pizza and Things, one of our great sponsors. Um, great food. So go down there, order some food, listen to Coach Stewart talk about uh, the win over Cove and their game upcoming against uh, Brian this week. Yeah, and if you can't make it, it'll be on the radio mm-hmm. over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. That, of course, is uh, 1330 a.m. and 93.9 FM. and. Uh, Ward will have that for you over on over on Fox Sports t- uh, this evening. Beginning, I believe it's and they're going to start a little bit earlier tonight. That six thirty tonight. Six thirty tonight. Yeah, so, so there you go. Make your plans uh, pretty quickly if you want to go. Six thirty start time this evening. All right, it's five ten. Ten minutes after five o'clock on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. Coming up next, we're going to talk some Cowboys football. The Cowboys head to Washington after that debacle on Monday night, and we'll talk about that game next on ESPN Central Texas. There's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Just a few clouds around this evening. Otherwise, we'll see increasing clouds once again overnight as low temperatures fall to 67 degrees. Tomorrow, we'll start off with mostly cloudy skies in the morning, then gradual clearing as we hit the afternoon. By late day, there should be a lot of sunshine out. 
Highs top out at 87. And on Friday, as a cold front approaches, we'll see partly sunny skies with a 20% chance of a scattered shower shortly after the noontime period. High temperatures a little bit cooler at 78. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Do you wake up each morning with chronic joint pain or go to sleep at night with the aches and pains of a recent or old sports injury? Meet Dr. Lance Ellis, a board-certified orthopedic surgeon with Coriel Health that specializes in orthopedic spine surgery, minimally invasive treatments for bone and joint pain, hip replacement, and joint reconstruction. To learn more about Dr. Ellis's personalized treatment plans or to schedule an appointment, visit CorielHealth.org. Coriel Health, where you always feel at home. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families, fishing, and everyone who enjoys being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or visit MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats. This 1950s-style diner serves one-of-a-kind sandwiches on their homemade bread, salads, soups, pies, cakes, and cookies, all made fresh daily. Enjoy Fox's Treats and Eats malts, shakes, floats, and sundaes while enjoying music from the 50s. Fox's Treats and Eats, adjacent to the Cedar Chest Antique Mall, Highway 84 near McGregor. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas, is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. And MLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Hey, it's Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show, Stephen Simcox. Dr. Tyler Cooper, Dallas's own Cooper Clinic, says your health is your responsibility. Control what you can control to live a better life. One thing everyone can control is what we put in our bodies. Most of us don't get the proper amounts of vitamins, minerals we need from food alone. Supplements help round out our diet to ensure our bodies get what they need for better health. Whether it's comprehensive multivitamin, like Basic One Multivitamin, Advanced Omega-3 for heart and brain health, or melatonin to help you sleep better, Cooper Complete Nutrition 
nutritional supplements has what your body needs. Cooper Complete has a special offer just for listeners to the Matt Mosley Show. Buy any two bottles of Cooper Complete vitamins or supplements and get one bottle free. Just use coopercomplete.com, the coupon code ESPN2020. That's three bottles of Cooper Complete vitamins and supplements for the price of two when you use the coupon code ESPN2020 at coopercomplete.com. Live longer, live better with Cooper Complete nutritional supplements. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. The voice of the Longhorns, Craig Wade, joined the John Morris Show this morning, and one of the things he talked about was the quarterback matchup and his relationship with Brewer and Ellinger. Know them both very well. I've known the Brewer family a long time and, and known that, you know, what kind of player and what kind of young man Charlie is, and it's I'm so glad to see him come through some of the obstacles he's had to physically, and uh, he's a great guy and a heck of a quarterback out of and got a chance to call a state championship game for television with Lake Travis. Ironically, the state championship game I called where Sam Ellinger was playing with Westlake, they lost in overtime to Galena Park North Shore. It, it is fun anytime you get to see guys who know each other very well and respect each other the way these two do. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. The great Stevie Wonder as we head back into the program this afternoon. And we're brought to you in part by Central National Bank. 516, Tom and Stephen taking you home here on this Wednesday afternoon. And, Stephen, we, we've covered the game and we've talked a lot of things today. But I want to dive back into uh, to the Cowboys and, and just what is going on, the relationship or the disconnect between the coaching staff and the players, and when it gets to this point, when it gets to the media, and when it gets to the fans, you know that there's some internal issues. You do, and I want to throw a question out to our people, and you can chime in. Uh, you can call us, 254-662-1660. I always love to hear from our, our people on the phone lines, or you can text in the CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660. Same number, whether you want to call or text. So, Mike McCarthy, how are you feeling after six games? And does this coaching staff, do you give them a pass at this point because of the shortened off season and all the injuries? Do you basically say, well, man, this year is just a mulligan year. <clears throat> he didn't really get the personnel he expected to work with. He also didn't have a chance to, uh, you know, work with these guys throughout an entire off season. Or do you think this really falls on the coaching staff? And we're seeing the players already start to say, Hey, we don't trust these guys. They're not doing a good job. They're not game planning well. And there's some adversity here, Tom. I mean, it's a tough situation. He he did not get the time he thought he was going to get. Maybe he didn't get to work with all the players he thought he would. But Build the trust. This team's bad. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a mess right now. Yeah, and, and there's a couple of things to keep in mind now. Uh, because they don't feel like they're being coached correctly, because they don't feel like they're – uh, they're being taught to align correctly because of any of those reasons does not give them a uh, does not give them a pass not to play hard. And I think there have been times this season already where they flat didn't play hard. That's on them as a pro. It has nothing to do with the coach. It has everything to do with each individual player on that roster giving it their all, whether they're 
whether they're aligned correctly or not or whether they call the correct play or not, that's irrelevant when it comes to playing hard. Now, on the flip side, when it comes to the coaching staff, particularly on the defensive side of the football, Stephen, man, this team is – it was bad in week one and they're bad in week six. So, mm-hmm. I, think the, I think the coaches have to shoulder some of that blame. Uh, there's no question. But I, I just – I get real concerned when I see guys not play hard, particularly guys that are getting a paycheck – to participate in a kid's game. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that's a personal responsibility thing. I also feel like that's the coaching staff, you know, maybe not doing a good job of communicating uh, what exactly they want and, and guys just feeling like, well, this is pretty pointless. Um, but I, I still think it's too early to tell. I just felt like I thought one thing we would see that would be different is I, I felt like this team would be more disciplined. I thought they would cut out some of the stupid mistakes that they had under Jason Mm-mm. Garrett, and they haven't done that. They have a ton of penalties, uh, and obviously there's a ton of issues when you're sitting at 2-4. and four. We got Chris and Waco on hold. He wants to talk about this topic, Tom. Hey, Chris. Good afternoon. How are you, sir? Yeah, how's it going today? D- going well, thanks. Okay. My, my thing with the Cowboys right now, I think a lot of this that's going on has to do with management. I mean, it was a lot of bad – well, it wasn't even decisions because they didn't do anything in the offseason as far as helping that secondary and also in the draft. And, you know, also, like, they picked up um, – they re-signed, I think, um, um, the receiver. What's his name? Um, they pick his name. But they they picked up C.D. Lamb in the draft, but they also paid a receiver. Amari Cooper? Like, yeah, they paid Amari okay. Cooper in the offseason. Yeah, they paid him. So, my thing is, why would you pay him and pick up a – or receiving the draft, we need the secondary help. So I think a lot of issues, it really ain't the coaching staff, it's the position the, the management has put them in. I think that's a lot of the issues that's going on with this, with this team. Hey, Chris, thanks for your phone call. Now, Stephen, when it comes to building the roster, we had this conversation uh, for a long time this morning on, on game time with, with uh, Glenn Stretch-Smith, and one of the things that he talked about, and he said every football team in the NFL is a little different on how they do that, but he said when it came to the Cowboys uh, that Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, there was head coaches, position coaches, coordinators, there was a group, it was a collective group putting that roster together. My point was, ultimately, somebody is in charge somebody is making that final decision but how much decision making does Mike McCarthy and his staff have in their first year here on building that roster how much is it um, how much is it is it the uh, the player personnel department how I, I don't know I'm not inside in you know at uh, at the star but somebody is building this roster and and you can talk about a collective group and, and this is one of the things that, that I argued a little bit this morning with Stretch with. He said, it's a collective group putting all this. And I said, no, hang on. Ultimately, somebody's the boss. We've got a boss down the hall. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, ultimately, I'm kind of the quarterback of our, of our radio station. But when a push comes to shove, the decision maker is down the hall. Uh, you know, somebody's in charge of everything. Right. So it falls on the GM, which is still technically Jerry Jones. And Stephen Jones is taking more of a role in, in what – the, the player development and signing guys and who that is. So so that's who we're talking about. And to address Chris Call specifically, I mean, Chris, I get what you're saying. I think what happened there was CeeDee Lamb just fell in their lap. And I still feel he like He wasn't that, supposed to be there, was he? No, he was not supposed to be at 17. And I still feel like that's going to be a good pick. It's, it's going to pay off for him. But, no, you're right. I mean, you sign Amari Cooper and, and you take CeeDee Lamb. And this is something that the Cowboys do every single year. You can't 
you cannot just ignore position groups. Like you cannot go into a season and say Trayvon Diggs is our number one corner. A rookie second round pick out of Alabama is going to walk in here and guard the number one wide receiver on every single team. But he does it every week. Well, and, and what happened was they whiffed on Byron Jones. They underestimated how good that dude was. Now he doesn't get interceptions, but he'll he'll take somebody out of the game. And he's done that in Miami so far this year. They they should have tried to find a way to sign him. Or if you're not going to do that, I mean, I understand you don't want to spend that money on him. Well, then you got to go find a replacement. You can't just your, your replacement can't be the guy you pick in the second round in a rookie coming into a, a tough situation anyway, because he didn't get training camp really, Tom. I mean, he, he's walking on the field day one trying to uh, guard the number one wide receiver on the other team. And I think there's a lot of potential there, but that's that's a that's a personnel issue. That's a roster problem. The defensive line, they totally whiffed on signing Dontari Poe. Like, Everson Ooh. Griffin has been a huge miss. Uh, Gerald McCoy, not their fault necessarily, but he, uh, I can't remember what his injury was, but he has an injury immediately, and he's out for the season. The the guys they signed in the offseason, they didn't do a good job evaluating them because they're either injured or they're, or they're bad. And, Stephen, then you look at a position like, like receiver, wide receiver. They are incredibly deep at wide receiver. Steven, they've got five, maybe even six guys that that play at a very high level at that position. Unfortunately, there's only three or four spots on the field for them. You've got guys standing on the bench that could play anywhere else. And, and you know, getting them snaps is is always a challenge. But look at when when you look how many times have you looked up and CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper both are over on the sideline and, and 84 and 11. And, you know, those guys are in the game. They've got more wide receivers than they know what to do with. And I'm like, now, hang on. So you're that deep at wide receiver, but you're that thin at the in the offensive line. And I mm-hmm. get the injury thing, but still, you've got to have guys that can step up. And, and it, you know, and I, I keep hearing this next man up mentality, but at some point, when's that going to kick in? And the depth has been a problem for a long time. I mean, they're all like when Tony Romo was there, he would go down and they would just completely go in the tank because they never invested in that backup quarterback position. They finally did it this year with Andy Dalton. The results in week one were not great. We'll see if uh, if that pays off for him later. We got a couple texts on the CNC Collision Center text line. Tori said, has there ever been a Super Bowl winning coach who's been fired after their first year with a new team? If they keep losing, could there be a coaching change at the end of the season? I, I don't think so, Tori. I mean... You never know with Jerry Jones. He was very patient with Jason Garrett. History shows he hasn't really been patient with everyone else. I can't see Mike McCarthy getting fired. I think even if they end up in the tank, they'll probably give him a mulligan because Dak got hurt. But uh, it's a fair question. I mean, they're not they're not playing well at all. If it looks like this every week, I can see him moving him down the road. And I dang sure can see the defensive coordinator getting shipped out of here. But if it looks as horrendous and as embarrassing as it looked Monday night, I don't think you have a choice. I, I, they're clearly not playing, or they didn't play for him Monday night. Yeah, Mike Nolan's going to get fired. I, I just still think... Has to. They'll... If, especially if they end up with a high pick, they'll probably roll the dice with McCarthy again just to see, you know, what happens and, and where they could go. Joel, can, excuse me. Can you see them shipping him out midseason, the defensive coordinator? Can you see them shuffling that defensive staff sometime in the next two or three weeks if they continue to give up 36 every time they go out? Yes, I don't think it would really solve anything, but I could see them doing it just to 
try to show that they're doing something. Maybe go back and, and go back to the defense that they played a year ago. Uh, <laughs> where they? <laughs> yeah, I'm just not sure. I, I get what you're saying. I just don't know. I'm trying to think who's on that staff. I mean, I know Jim Tomsula has been – uh, has has called plays in the past on defense. George Edwards is there, and he's done that as well. But if you're handing over the reins to somebody working under Mike Nolan, are they going to be able to break out a new scheme midseason? I don't get that. I don't I don't know if that's plausible, but I could see them firing Nolan just to say, "Hey, we we got rid of this guy." Well, and a lot of those guys already know the system, don't they? That that are that were around a year ago. Uh, from a player personnel standpoint, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just I'm grasping for straws here. All I know is a year ago they gave up about 18 or 19 points a game, and now they're giving up about 36. Something ain't right. Uh, Joel and Shilton said, I've said it before. Jerry, the owner, needs to fire Jerry, the general manager. Yeah, I, I get that, Joel. I'd also like to win a million dollars, but if we're talking about things that aren't going to happen, you know, your your point is what your point's well made, Joel, and it's a good point. I just. That's not changing. Right. When we talked about it yesterday, how many GMs hang around for 20-something-plus years without winning championships and keep their job? Nobody, yeah. Nobody does does. unless you own it. And so there's your answer. Tim in Waco says, I want Wade Phillips to be the defensive coordinator. And that's a good suggestion, Sam. Now, again, I I don't know if they would make – I couldn't see them making that change midseason. But Wade Phillips is still out there. He, He got fired by the Rams. And he hasn't been signed by anyone else. So he's his services are available if uh, if they wanted to bring him on board. All right, uh, 527, 27 minutes after 5 o'clock. Drive safely if you're making your way home this afternoon. We're talking some Cowboy football as the Cowboys get ready for the Redskins. And, man, this team desperately – first of all, they need two things, in my opinion, Stephen. They, they need a win, but they also need to play better. They need to play competitive football and – and we've said it a million times, you can't dig a 14, 17, 21-point hole and expect to come out of that with this football team. It's just not going to happen. No, it's not. And, and yeah, they, they need a morale boost for sure. I don't know if it's going to come this weekend, but I think this is a must-win game. I feel like if they lose again... Uh, then this thing could quickly go yeah, over time. They, they'll, be, they'll certainly be in the ditch if they're not already. 528, this is ESPN Central Texas. This high school football coaches show with Whitney coach Mark Bird, brought to you by Citizen State Bank of Whitney. Last week we talked about the athleticism of Dallas Madison. How did that play into the loss on Friday? Uh, you know, the, the first half, uh, I think both teams were trying to fill each other out. and You know, we went at halftime down by one, and I thought if we came out the half and scored, we'd – make them press the button, but, you know, it, it's hard to simulate that kind of speed with your JV and, and, and your backup. So it caught up to us, and, uh, and so it, it, just, uh, it, it just came into factor, you know, and those things are going to happen a lot of times, and uh, we tried to back off, and then it hit us underneath. So it, it was a good game plan by Dallas Madison. Uh, this week y'all play on Thursday instead of Friday. How does that impact your preparation? You know, really it's sticking to the basics. You know, that's what I talk to our kids about. We've got to win the last two games to get in. And right now, it just comes back to the basics of football of just tackling and controlling the ball, controlling the clock, staying within what we can do. You know, I think we've, we've tried uh, all the things outside the box. And right now, we're just back to getting the ball, controlling the ball, and just, and just you know, getting back to confidence more than anything. You play a Dallas A-plus academy team this week who's been outscored 154 to nothing in their only two games this season. How do you keep your team focused and not th- let them overlook the night? Well, I think more than anything, we, we try to prepare uh, with what we can do. Uh, just after, we, after the last three weeks, we need a confidence builder. 
And, it, you know, granted, I know what they put the academy, but at the end of the day, it, it's about more about us than it is about them. And, you know, it, it's uh, shortened practice time a little bit. Cut the fluff out and stay focused. ESPN Central Texas. Citizen State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports and is glad to be a part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, Teague, West, and Whitney. If you're one of their valued customers, they say thank you for your business. If you're looking for a bank where you're more than a number, check them out at citizenstatebanktx.com. Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success. Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, jagger, wampus cat, lion, trojan, or wildcat, know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz, a combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders for customers on the go. Only in Waco, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, 1412 North Valley Mills Drive and 105 South 5th Street. It's Ram Power Days at Cameron Autoplex in Cameron, Texas. The 2021 models will be arriving soon and we still have a great selection of 2020 ramps to choose from. Hurry in and save $10,000 off MSRP on a fully loaded Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab, plus competitive pickup owners get an additional $1,000 off. Well, how about $6,000 off that new diesel to pull that new RV or boat? Ram Power Days won't last much longer, so make that short drive and see why everyone says it's always cheaper and friendlier in Cameron. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, to make sure you know what to look for, in selecting that perfect home for you and your family, call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with the ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. The voice of the Longhorns, Craig Wade, joined the John Morris Show this morning, and one of the things he talked about was the quarterback matchup and his relationship with Brewer and Ellinger. Know them both very well. I've known the Brewer family a long time, and, and known that you know, what kind of player and what kind of young man Charlie is, and it's I'm so glad to see him come through some obstacles he's had to physically, and uh, he's a great guy and a heck of a quarterback, obviously. 
obviously, and got a chance to call a state championship game for television with Lake Travis. Ironically, the state championship game I called where Sam Ellinger was playing with Westlake, they lost in overtime to Galena Park North Shore. It, it is fun. Anytime you get to see guys who know each other very well and respect each other the way these two do. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Steven, glad you're with us as we uh, talk sports on a Wednesday afternoon. Got some high school football coming up tonight. A couple of games in the, in uh, what is that, uh, 11-2A, I think? 10-2A. 10-2A, okay. Yeah, including Bremont and Wortham. Got to know that off the top of your head, right? Got to have all those districts. I promise you, Greg Tepper's got them all memorized. It's amazing. Better than me. I could not. But, yeah, 10-2A, they're playing tonight. Um, Chilton and Frost and Wortham Bremont matching up this evening. Yep, and then tomorrow night, uh, right here on this very radio station, we will have the Midway Panthers and Mansfield Tigers. And I mean, <laughs> how are you feeling about that game, Tom? I, you know what? If they continue to do, they being Midway, if they continue to to make the strides that they've made over the last couple of weeks, I realize they're they're zero and two. It did not go well at all against Westlake, but that's going to happen to a lot of folks. Uh, then they. Uh, they had a they had a chance to beat South Grand Prairie. Probably, if you ask them to a, to a man, they well, they'll tell you they should have won the football game. They didn't. However, they did make incredible strides, and they had the open week last week. And uh, and as uh, uh, they they talked about, uh, you know, Coach Hume talked about uh, they worked on themselves last week, and it wasn't about Mansfield. It was about them. It's about getting better in, in all phases of the game, offense, defense, special teams. And, I mean, he was he was very, I mean, simplistic with us the mm-hmm. other day. I mean, he said, hey, look, it, football, you, it, there may be exotic blitz packages and there may be spread offenses and there may, all these different things. He said, but it's still at the end of the day, football comes down to two things. It comes down to, to blocking and tackling. If you can do those things, then you can be successful in whatever formations you line up in and whatever schemes you decide to play. If you can block and tackle, basic fun. In other words, do the little things. Basic fundamental football, and, and you'll be okay. And I, th- I think they'll be fine. Uh, and, and again, I, I think it's a huge game. I think it's mm-hmm. a. I think. I, I, and I know Greg was kind of uh, hesitant to call it a must win. Man, I don't know. It's about as close to it as, as it gets. Are you mathematically in if you win the game? Are you mathematically out if you lose the game? Of course not. It's the first district game. But when you start kind of going yeah. through the schedule and kind of highlighting more, the – How many more games do you feel like you're going to have a great chance to win? Yeah, when you, 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 yeah when there's there's games on that schedule that we've talked about a million times, the Duncanvilles, the DeSoto, that you know that you're going to have to play outstanding football mm-hmm. to have a chance. This game, if you play good football, you should be right there with an opportunity in the fourth quarter to win the game. Well, and who who handled the bye week better? I mean, I would think Jeff Hume being a great coach, this is a good sort of reset. And Mansfield, they're coming in at one and two. Now, they did win their last non-district game, but uh, they had a chance to, to recalibrate some things as well. So who's going to come out with more energy? Who's going to come out more improved? And, I mean, it is. It's a huge game as far as playoff positioning goes. Um, you want to get to one and know you want to give yourself a chance to you know have some grace later in the season um, and a big time matchup but I, I think 
Coach Hume is going to have the guys ready coming off uh, an open week. And they didn't beat South Grand Prairie, but as you said, they made some strides, and you could see that improvement sort of building. And, and under Hume, this has been a team and a program that's done better as the season's gone on. And remember that in that district, they are initially playing zones. So mm-hmm. it is Mansfield, it is Waco, and then I believe it is Duncanville. I, I don't have it off the top of my head. So that's your three zone games. Then you will play wherever you fall in. Let's let's just say they're two and one after those those three. Then they're going to play the they're going to play opposite of the the other zone, and that will be kind of your playoff game. So then you will have had four games in district play, and that's how you're going to determine who's going to the playoffs. Unless you can go through the entire season without any of the schools having to shut down for COVID. You're right. Mansfield, Waco High, and then Duncanville on November 6th. And that's the three games they have on their schedule for sure right now. And then it's then it's a zone playoff where first place from one zone plays third place or fourth place from the other zone. And then two plays three, three plays two, and then the two threes play each other. Anyway, it's, it's a little convoluted. But bottom line is uh, this is huge towards that zone situation. Now, again, you could very well get to the end of the season, Stephen, and not have to use the zone formula. The zone formula is it's, simply it's a, put, fail-safe, it's a yeah. fail-safe. It's simply put in place to have, a, have uh, some shutdowns in the district. And, again, we're talking one. If one school has to, sh- has to close the doors, uh, not cancel game, but close the door because of uh, COVID, then then you'll revert back to this. If not, you're going to use the regular formula, which is you know you play your your district games and first through f- fourth go to the playoffs, and then they'll break it down by size of school after they get the four teams that are going to participate. And that's how I hope it happens. So, so do we. So I can you know keep my mind clear, but <laughs> uh, it, it's good that they're thinking ahead. And yeah, big game for uh, for Midway in Mansfield coming up, and don't forget. If you're curious, you if you want to win a prize this week, you can go to Syntex or yeah, SyntexSportsFan.com mm-hmm. and click on the Waterburger link, and we have a pick 'em contest there. You can pick the ten games that we have set for this week, and if you win, you get a thirty dollars Waterburger gift card. You get some more prizes. So go to SyntexSportsFan.com and uh, participate in our pick 'em contest. Yeah. So real quickly, here are the games that you'll be picking: Crawford at Bosqueville. Lorena at Cameron. Good luck with that one. Academy at Rockdale. Rogers at Riesel. Robinson hosting China Spring. La Vega is at Middle Othian Heritage. Uh, and that should be a doozy. Mm-hmm. Uh, West at Madison. Arlington Seguin hosting University. Midway, as we mentioned, at Mansfield tomorrow night. So you have to get your, your votes in by uh, 6 p.m. on Thursday. And then Temple at uh taking on brian so that's that's the games that we're uh, we're looking at here uh for uh for this week in our uh, ninth week of the whataburger pick'em contest syntex sportsfan.com is where you go for that all right uh tonight again uh game two what what do you think is it is it a repeat of last night's uh beat down if you will the dodgers over the rays or do the Rays relax, exhale, and play better tonight uh, against the Dodgers? I think they play better. I don't know if they win. I, I picked the Dodgers to win this series. Uh, but, yeah, Tom, I feel like getting Kershaw off the mound is going to help. You discussed in, in the 3 o'clock hour the problem that the Rays could be running into of just not knowing the stadium really well yet, trying to get used to exactly what's going on in that front and, and how they're trying to deal with it. Um, but I certainly feel like the Rays play better. I mean, they did not play well 
really at all yesterday. Um, could not get the offense going. Glass now ran into some issues uh, in the fifth with the Dodgers and some aggressive base running. But that was a fun L.A. team to watch last night. I think they have a ton of confidence. And I feel like some of the pressure might be off of them since they were able to come back after being down 3-1 to the Braves. I mean, you're staring a pretty epic disappointment in having such an incredible record in the regular season and then going out with a whimper in the playoffs. But they were able to win three straight. And now they're in a pretty good groove. And they, they carried that over into uh, game one last night. You, so you think they may be playing a little house money, do you? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, I just feel like you're probably a little relaxed. I mean, you... you got a hurdle to clear again you got to win three more games but i just think there was so much pressure on them to to win three in a row that maybe they exhaled a little bit after uh, after getting that done all right 542 it's 18 before six o'clock as we roll through on this uh wednesday we're going to step aside when we come back we'll have the dismount and a whole lot more right here on espn central texas it's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Hoot Jonigan is back in the dugout. He's coaching again, but a different sport. We'll hear from him coming up on today's Baylor Sports Beat. How do you get the job done? With power. Get all the power you need in a new Ram. Alan Samuels presents Ram Power Days. Extra special savings and special factory financing on all new models. Hauling families to great places. Doing chores. Working hard. Alan Samuels will help you get the job done. Ram, the highest pickup owner loyalty in America. Shop, apply, buy online. We deliver. Alan Samuels, official auto dealer of the heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo. To say my wife and I have a lot to clean is an understatement. So we go to TNG Chemical, where the pros know what cleaning solutions to use and give us detailed instructions on exactly how to use them. We never got that kind of advice from any other stores. And the prices at TNG are great, from general household cleaners to odor control solutions for our pets. We go to TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. Baylor Bears, Coach Aranda here asking you to join us in the fight against COVID-19. It's time to get in the game and take these precautions. Wear a face covering. Maintain social distance. Know and monitor the symptoms. And stay home if you're sick. It will take teamwork, but we can make a difference and give our football team the best chance to compete this fall when we put family first. Sickum Bears. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And back on today's Baylor Sports Beat, new Sikkim podcast is out today. It's an extended visit with Hoot Jonigan, for 20 years a baseball assistant coach, now coaching softball on Glenn Moore's staff. Well, you know, coaching, teaching, it's coaching and teaching. And and the, the opportunity to affect uh, young people's lives is is uh, is a great experience, a great opportunity, and I just think back to my days of playing, the coaches that impact my lives, and and I may not have told them at the time, but here I am, years later, doing drills that they did, using terms that they did, and stuff like that, and I've even coached long enough now that some of my players 
who have kids and stuff, they, they come back and remind me of different things that I never even dreamed of. So I'm thinking, wow, I'm impacting lives. Uh, and hopefully it's in a positive way, <laughs> one way or the other, I'm doing it. So to have that opportunity again is, is just uh, really, really exciting to me. I, it's, I love to be on the field. I love to teach. I love to compete. Uh, and, and these kids are, are different. These, the, the ladies we have here are, are no different, excuse me. Student athletes are student athletes. I mean, they're all living and learning. Some of them have all the answers. Some of them need help here and there. There's a lot in between. And to try to figure that out, to, to make your coaching technique the best, uh, that's the fun part of it. I mean, they come from different backgrounds, getting to know there's more uh, in common that you have with them than you realize, whether it's coming from a, a certain town, playing for a certain coach, being a, a fan of a certain team. Uh, and, and to find all that stuff out is, is rewarding and refreshing. And uh, I'm excited, and I'm looking forward to this opportunity, absolutely. That's Hoot Johnigan, the subject of our most recent Sikkim podcast, available now wherever you download podcasts. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Time for us to talk about Central National Bank, the fine folks at Central National Bank. They've got several locations, incidentally. They're at 8320 West Highway 84 here in Waco, also at 5400 Bosque Boulevard in Waco, also down in Temple at 938 Canyon Creek, and in Austin as well. Plus, you can always check them out online at cnbwaco.com. One thing you need to know about Central National Bank is, is they believe in local. At Central National Bank, they believe in, the, in people over the process. They believe in helping their customers over helping themselves, and they believe in, 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 in sitting and listening to you and not telling you. They, they believe they, they want to hear what, you're, what you have to say. They want to hear what your needs are, and, and, and they're just not going to bark out some generic answers. I mean, it's, it's, it's about the people. So why not experience the difference at Central National Bank, your leading independent bank? You know, if, if, you, were, uh, if you were to call an 800 number, uh, your, your local your your local doctor is not going to answer. Your local accountant's not going to answer. Your local mechanic's not going to answer. So why on earth would you believe that uh, with an eight hundred number you're going to get a local bank? You're not getting a local bank. You're getting one of those conglomerates. If you want a local bank. Look no further than Central National Bank. Again, 8320 West Highway 84 and 5400 Bosque Boulevard in Waco, member FDIC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. The voice of the Longhorns, Craig Wade, joined the John Morris Show this morning, and one of the things he talked about was the quarterback matchup and his relationship with Brewer and Ellinger. Know them both very well. I've known the Brewer family a long time and, and known that, you know, what kind of player and what kind of young man Charlie is, and it's so glad to see him come through some of the obstacles he's had to physically, and uh, he's a great guy and a heck of a quarterback out of and got a chance to call a state championship game for television with Lake Travis. Ironically, the state championship game I called where Sam Ellinger was playing with Westlake, they lost in overtime to Galena Park North Shore. It, it is fun. Anytime you get to see guys who know each other very well and respect each other the way these two do. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. It's time for the dismount. For a final look at today's top stories, here's Matt Mosley and Stephen Simcox. Uh, Tom Barfield in for Matt this afternoon. It's 549, 11 away from 6. And, uh, Stephen, what about the dismount? Where are we headed? Well, we got more uh, more COVID issues in the NFL, unfortunately, Tom. The Las Vegas Raiders 
Trent Brown went on the COVID-19 reserve list today because uh, he tested positive, and Trent played last week. He's been practicing. So that means they had to send home all five of their starting offensive linemen on Wednesday due to contact tracing. John Gruden said, I guess they are around Trent. (laughs) Well, yeah, John, that would be what happens with contact tracing. (laughs) I guess they are around Trent, Gruden said in a video call with reporters. I can't get anything more than that, but hopefully we'll get some players back tomorrow or for Sunday. So they're supposed to play Tampa Bay on Sunday night football at Allegiant Stadium. Um, Gruden said he's not happy. He's concerned. He's really concerned about Trent and his health more than anything. Uh, This is COVID, and I'm concerned about anybody that has it or is near it. But Trent Brown tests positive, Tom, and the whole offensive line has been sent home. I'm not sure if this is something they can test out of, if they test negative over the next few days. But as of now, uh, the Raiders are without their starting offensive line. Well, they can call Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys and find (laughs) out how to play football without an offensive line. No, don't call don't call Mike McCarthy for advice. No, they're they're not doing it very well, Tom. (laughs) They're playing without one. (laughs) I mean, they're playing. They're playing. They're not doing a good job. They call literally anyone else, but not not the Cowboys because they're not dealing well with injuries. I, I feel like we haven't heard. This is interesting to me, though, because I feel like we haven't heard much about contact tracing in the NFL. I, I just think normally if somebody tests positive, they shut down the facility and they keep doing more tests. So I don't know if this is a regional thing in Vegas or if this is just something their team doctors recommended, but we've heard it much more in college than we have. Oh yeah, in far more in co- at the, in, on the college level than we have in in, in the NFL. Uh, and you're right, I don't know. I, I, it's it seems like when when it's uh, when it strikes the NFL that they get that facility shut down, and 14 days later, here we go. So, so yeah, I don't know what the reasoning is, but yeah, in college, that's been the biggest reason why a lot of games have been canceled is because of the the entire contact tracing model and in the deal and the the struggle of you have to quarantine for 14 days but we'll see if that game ends up being played and again another big game i mean raiders uh bucks three and two raiders versus the four and two bucks and they're supposed to play on sunday night football they're in vegas at uh allegiant stadium and we'll see if if that gets played or not earlier today the big 12 and sec announced their big 12 sec challenge that's going to happen in basketball it's going to be played saturday january 30th and Baylor is going to draw Auburn. The Baylor men are going to draw Auburn. Uh, other matchups, Texas A&M will play Kansas State. Arkansas, Oklahoma State, Alabama, Oklahoma, Florida, West Virginia, TCU, Missouri, Iowa State, Mississippi State, Kansas, and Tennessee. That'll be a good one. Texas and Kentucky, and Texas Tech and LSU. But Baylor gets Auburn. Um, that's going to be January 30th. This is a fun deal they do every year, Tom. SEC Big 12 Challenge. I wasn't sure if it was going to get played simply because of COVID and there's a limited schedule. But uh, Baylor's planning on starting November 25th with, with the rest of college basketball, and they're going to play Auburn in this uh, in this exhibition challenge deal. And I hope – I here we go. I hope that we can play without a whole lot of interruption. I mean, uh, again, same thing with football. The, these basketball players, these young men and women – they have put in a lot of work, and, 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 man, you just want to see them be able to, to go out and participate. Well, and you think about contact tracing, and can they find any way to get a little less stringent on those rules if, if players test negative? Because, Tom, with basketball, you don't have 85 guys. Nope. you got 13. So if you have one or two players test positive, that could have your whole team in quarantine. Yeah, you're shut down. I mean. um, and, and that's going to be a big challenge. But, yeah, we hope that they get these games in. Obviously, for the Baylor men and women, Really high expectations. Uh, at least preseason looked like possibly teams that could get to the Final Four. So they definitely want to play. Yeah, would that not be the coolest thing to have oh, two teams? Yeah. <laughs> it felt like it was trending that way last year before, you know, everything 
got shut down. And yes, that would be really cool uh, for that school and for this area. Coming up next, Tom, we're going to uh, hear from Coach Dave Aranda. JMO is going to take us through the Baylor Coaches Show live at Rudy's, but it's going to be over Zoom. And that's on ESPN. Then on Fox Sports Central Texas, uh, Ward Whites and Coach Stewart doing the Temple Coaches Show at uh, 630 tonight. So there you go. That uh, That is what we got lined up for you. And, of course, uh, we'll be back tomorrow to talk more about uh, Game 2 of the uh, World Series. And, again, you like who in this particular game tonight? Dodgers again. You like the are you are you gonna call for a sweep? No, I think it's gonna go six. But Do you? Yeah. I feel okay. like I feel like LA gets it done again tonight. So they get that comfortable two oh lead and then put the pressure on, mm-hmm. on Tampa to win game three. Yep. And, and okay. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for us. We appreciate uh, you being a part of the program. We're back tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. with another edition of Game Time and then back tomorrow afternoon with another edition of the Matt Mosley Show right here on ESPN Central Texas.